A world in ruins and brothers betrayed. The vengeful spirit has finally left the orbit of Istvan III. Countless brother Astartes lay cold in the ground, betrayed by their own gene fathers. Whatever has possessed the minds of these four sons of the Emperor, we may never know. However, reports abound of a ship under fire jumping into the warp away from the fleet may yet be a herald of light in these darkest of times. Stay tuned, brothers. Radio Free Istvan will continue to broadcast updates on the movements of the Trader Warmaster. And remember, the Emperor protects. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? And welcome to Radio Free Istvan, a Horse Heresy 30K podcast. Uh, this is episode... Podcast. Do what? Willow podcast. And a Willow podcast for... I guess we just transitioned over to a Willow podcast. You know, apparently people, a lot of people like Willow. I had no idea. I feel like I'm kind of late to the bus on the whole Willow thing. But uh, welcome to episode 38 or episode three of the Willow version because I think the past three episodes have been like very Willow oriented. Uh, so <laughs> my name is Michael. I'm out of Texas and I got my buddy Ryan here. He's also my co-host who's out of Indiana. Go and say what's going on, Ryan. What's happening, everybody? We got a pretty good show for you guys today, man. Ryan, like, went to Michigan GT, so he's got a lot of stuff to share, and then I've been busy myself. So, like, we really haven't gotten to talk a lot the past week. Then It wasn't the GT. The GT's a once a year. It's their big event. Oh, so what was this? What would you go to? Uh, Hang on. Let me find the name. The Moons of Yuru Bootsen. I think that's how you say it. Oh, it was just like a little other uh, like event that they had tight. Okay. Okay. So that makes more sense. So anyway, so we got a pretty nice show for you. Cause you know, Ryan's gonna talk about that. I haven't even really heard about the event too much. So, uh, Ryan's gonna be fresh talking about it. I'm gonna answer all the right questions that y'all probably want to ask. Uh, but after that, I mean, basically our show, we got the normal intro, Hobby progress we're going to go over, as usual. We got a whole bunch of voicemails. Again, love them, guys. Love that y'all send in voicemails. Uh, then Ryan's going to talk a little bit about his event. Then we got a 3,000-point World Eater list running Pride of the Legion, a 2,500-point Night Lord Terror Assault list, a 2,000-point Iron Warrior list, a 2,150 Death Guard list, and a 2,500 Pride of the Legion Death Guard list. So, five lists. And they just keep coming. They just keep coming. And there was more. There's more. But Ryan's just going to send them to y'all in email, I believe. But there's a whole bunch more in the email. And uh, I feel like I feel like we should have a public service announcement about sending lists in, Ryan. We need one. So let's start by saying, if you want to send a list in, you send it to michael at warhammer30k.com and ryan at warhammer30k.com. Pretty simple enough. I mean, we usually say it on most episodes and all that jazz. Um, but that's it. Like, that's really the public service announcement. Michael at warmer30k.com or Ryan at warmer30k.com. You wouldn't believe how many, uh, I guess, questions we get on our Facebook page asking us what our email is. And it's on, I think our email is on the Facebook page, is it not? Yeah, it's on the Facebook page too. Okay. But I feel like if you listen to us, man, like, we, you should know our emails. Or at least our like, I think I would feel a lot better if somebody called in and asked us what our 
what our emails were. <laughs> then sending us a Facebook message. Hey, what y'all's email? Do we have voicemails? <laughs> Do we have voicemails? Yeah, we got voicemails. Oh, yeah. No. I don't know I if anybody wait. asked. That's my new favorite thing. Yeah, I love listening to them, too. But public service announcement over. Just trying to get y'all out there so y'all know what the what the... What the emails are, so you can send your list in, of course. And what else do we got on the show today? Everything else I said already? The list and all that jazz? We have... Oh, the wheel! Oh, I forgot about the wheel. So we got the wheel. We're going to spin the wheel for you guys at the end of the show. So make sure you listen through all those lists, because we got a wheel to spin. And if you don't know what the wheel is, guys, the wheel is the wheel of snackage. Like, I don't even know if we have like a proper name for the oh, wheel. Little exchange wheel... Um, I don't know. What is the... Hold on. Hold on. Look, give me one second. It's going to take me everything in my head to try and remember the exact quote. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry for... Oh, it's grindage. Grindage is the word he uses. Oh, no. I'm trying so hard. I know you're something for me. Oh, I can't even remember now. It's from... uh. That movie where they wake up the or they dig up the caveman. Encino Man. It's from Encino Man. Oh, Polly Shore. Yeah, it's Polly Shore. But his quote in the movie is like, "I know you're so and so because I'm like, oh god, dang it, dude, I can't even remember." I'm, I'm thinking of son-in-law. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely Encino Man. But, All uh, his movies are kind of the same. Let's be honest. He says nugs and grindage, like nugs. No, nugs is attractive girl. Grindage is food. But like, there's like a yeah. very like un- wheezing, wheezing on some wheezing. Grindage. Yeah, he wheezing on your grindage, like because he's sitting there eating in front of like he's like you know if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing at my house, I'd be eating over there. Like that's pretty much what he says. Like, <laughs> oh man. Oh well. I tried. I tried. So anyway, so what you been up to, man? Besides, obviously, you know, playing in this awesome event and stuff like that and writing people lists and what else, what else is going on in the life of Ryan Kimmel? Uh, I started back on my Black Shields. I finished that third Avenger for the Michigan event, which is really the Avenger that's painted. It's painted Black Shields colors. So it's a, really for my Black Shields. I didn't ever intend on running three for my blood angels but i need i needed it for this event because they wanted to play three thousand points okay which is a lot of points so uh to make up the shortfall in models i just threw it in there and used it as like the squadron leader oh man and how good how good did three avengers do Uh, extremely well like is this the first time you've played three avengers like you talk about it a lot I played two before. Okay. But I've never actually played three at once. It's game changing, man. <laughs> like it's 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 very much game changing. Yes, it's very if, good. If you don't have like dedicated anti air to deal with Avengers, like they're gonna fuck your world up. And even if you do, three of them, like is one of them is gonna handle the business of whatever you're trying to take them out with. I had a game with Jay. Last weekend, last Sunday. Yep. And he's playing White Scars. And uh, I actually was running my 
my dreadnought list with all the dreadnoughts and all that jazz, like in their drop pods and everything. And he was running the White Scars Rite of War, where everybody. Yeah. So he's running that White Scars Rite of War. So he had, I think, I don't know, a shit ton of jet bikes. I want to say like 19 jet bikes on the field. And by turn two, I had killed all the jet bikes in two Sakarans, and there was four jet bikes left. And he had in reserve his three Avengers and six land speeders. What just normals or javelins? Javelins. Land speeder javelins. Okay. okay. Whenever he came on the field, he completely fucking handled my shit, dude. I had to hide. I like had to hide and was just like hoping to wait it out until turn five. Those Avengers coming in, like of course I didn't have any anti air because I'm playing my dreadnought list, but three Avengers coming in and one turn shooting, flying off, coming in a different angle, shooting, flying off, dude. It was fucking ridiculous, man. They're just so brutal. Like, every gun on them can just open up a tank if it needed to. Light tanks, you know, of course, but uh, it's so brutal. Game changing, man. I was like so, like, maybe next time, Jay. Maybe you'll get them next time. And then, nope, Avengers came in, took the game for them. It was, they're brutal, man. Very good. They're solid. They're solid unit. They just seven strength sh- six shots, man. Tank hunter. What can you do? Two last cannons. What can you do? Like the lightning busts its load, and then you got nothing after that. Avenger and come keep coming at you all day. It's the one flyer you can't ignore, in my opinion. Yeah. You can't really ignore a fire after either. It gets ugly too. A lot of the flyers, you can just, like, kind of duck your head for one turn. Yeah. And then after that, you're kind of like, eh, it's not so bad. Like, the lightning, if, like, the lightning, if you make your super heavy a big enough threat, a lot of the times, the lightning will blow its load on a super heavy. Like, if y'all are out there playing lightnings, try not to use your Kraken penetrators on super heavies. It's not going to do what you think it's going to do. Try and kill other tanks that are... Almost as valuable. But, I don't know. But yeah, that's my Avenger story. That's, uh, I got to taste, I got to taste the wrath of the Avengers. So I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're liking them. Really good. So what about hobby progress, dude? How, how, how well, far, how deep fin- are you into your Black Shields? I finished, well, like I said, I finished that Avenger on like Wednesday. So I just had Thursday and Friday to restart on them. And I think I got four more basic infantry done. So I almost have a full uh, Marauder squad done. That's exciting. And how many do you have to go before uh... Marauders or is I have the, the entire army has like 40, 45 infantry in it. And I think I have, I got the the three unique character guys. I don't know. I got almost like ten guys done, so I got like thirty five dudes left to paint, and then some, then all my vehicles and stuff. You pretty confident you can get it done? Got gotcha. you. No. What? It'll be close. It's going to be extremely close. You seem to be you seem to be hitting it pretty hard every time I look around. You seem to have like a new update. 
on your black shields. Oh. Yep. And everybody seeing the internet. I work on it every night. Is very supportive of said black shields. I want to get them done. It'll be super, super fun. Do you have any vehicles like, to paint for them, or? Yeah, I have a few. Okay, so you got to get all your infantry done first. Yeah, I mean I don't have to. It's just what I'm working on. I gotcha. Without revealing your black shields too much, I get it. I gotcha. So that's I all wanna, you got for. I get it. No. I want to surprise everyone. Yeah, I know. I I know your list, man. I know I know what you're working with. I get it. Like, I get it. I know what you're running. And I know you're doing good. You're on, you're on the right track. I just hope you get it done, buddy. I'm I rooting, do too. I'm rooting for you. Otherwise, I'll have to default to Blood Angels, which are already 100% done. Which isn't a bad thing. No. It's just that because I'm taking them to Adepticon the following week, and I just took them to this Michigan event. So I'd rather run something different just for a change of pace. I hear you. That's very cool. That's very cool of you. I hope I hope someday I can have that many armies <laughs> that I can switch between events. Takes me like a year to, to finish up from Raven Guard to Angels. So I think let's see. So I think that's it, man. Just painting you know, painted up some infantry. I actually I have enough guys for like a legal squad now, which is nice. So I could play like uh, 300 points on Mortalis or some shit. <laughs> Just fully deck them out? Like... It'd be like six Marauders, an Apothecary, and two characters. Fuck yeah. You should do that. You should get a game in. Start. It's it's literally one unit. It's just like three dudes that attach to the six guys or five guys or however many it is that are painted. Make a unit and start putting kill markings on them. I think I sent it to you. Yeah, I've seen it. The the unit that was posted up. What do you think of it? I think it looks great, dude. I love the way your fucking black shields are looking. That black really breaks up the red. It's like a... You got it down, man. You got a solid paint scheme down. And your reds look really clean, dude. Like, I can't... I'm really trying to match them, but... I don't know. I think I get caught up on the blood red portion of your red paint scheme. Kind of messes me up. Well, if you live closer, we could sit down and perfect it. Yours doesn't look bad. Yeah. What's wrong with yours? It's not as clean, man. It's not as, like, uh... Like, I don't know how to put it, like, solid as yours. Like, just, like, one piece looks good. Like, mine's kind of choppy, I feel like. It's not perfect. It's not right. I did order a new airbrush, so, um... Hopefully, like I, I had a bad, like I have a badger, a badger one hundred five, but I bent the needle a long time ago, and like every once in a while, it gets real clogged and gets stupid, and then mm. it's just one of those things. So I like, I was like, you know what? Because and I also have a compressor that's kind of janky. Like just my whole airbrush setup in general is just rough. All right, I'm just gonna let I'm just start that out. <laughs> so like, kind of my birthday present to myself a few like a few days ago was uh a new air compressor, and a new Badger 105. So I'm just going to start fresh. I've already got, like, what five pots of corn red, five pots of uh, Mephiston red, like two blood, blood red. Like I've got, like, all the ingredients necessary 
to do a bunch of Blood Angels. And so uh, the the legs, the Cortis Dreadnought legs that Comrade Quiche made up and we had sent over to Machinator should be done yep. by like they should be done by next weekend. Like they should be shipping out next weekend. My my first copies. Like my first resin copies. And so they should be hitting like the market after that. So my intentions are like I've already got like a bunch of legless contemptors. Oh, there you go. And so they're like they're ready to ready to accept these brand new Cortis legs. And so you, you can tell this is the Betrayal Calth uh contemptor yep. with a uh Forge World chain fist or whatever. So I'm ready to get my compressor in, get all that, get all, get everything in, and then just fucking hit them, hit them hard. And like, basically, I want to get two Cortuses made up before Adepticon. But I'm like, I feel really bad about the, the Cortuses I have now because they're just normal contemptors. And I feel like they know that they're getting replaced. And so they haven't been playing really good these past couple games. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they know like i feel like they know they know they're getting replaced by like cheaper plastic like because there's like forge world like contemptors like they're getting replaced <laughs> by like calf contemptors and like they know well they're like, not really calf contemptors i mean would you like the main complaint of that model is it looks so stiff and lifeless and if you're getting poseable legs and you're changing the arms around it's going to make it look so much better <laughs> we'll see man i just i don't like the calf hands though the calf hands are rough but I don't know. We'll change them. The Forge World, the Forge World hand really like makes that model's kind of a mess. I mean, it's fine that it comes. I get because you know they put it in that box, and that box is a great value. So I'm not shitting on that. Right. But the fact that they sell that thing on its own and charge like eighty dollar, whatever the fucking asinine <laughs> amount is that no one in their right mind would ever pay. <laughs> Do you think that's the worst selling model that they've ever put out? It's got to be right. Uh yeah. On I its would, own. I would imagine so. Yeah. Considering you could basically buy the same thing for <laughs> for a lot cheaper, off like you could buy a Legion specific Contemptor from Forge World for I think like ten more dollars. I think is what it is. Yeah, and then you can get on eBay. Like that was the one thing in the Calth box I could never get rid of or trade anyone for. <laughs> you gave me that in the characters. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want them. Couldn't get rid of them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, dude. So like, I'm taking all these ones that you gave me a long time ago, and those are gonna those are gonna become the first Cortis dreadnoughts, the true Cortis dreadnoughts with the leg conversions. The true, the yeah. true Cortis. So those those of you that were asking when that was coming out, like they're finally ready to go. And actually, uh, uh, Machinator, the guy who's actually doing the resin casting, he uh, he's making a. He, he basically what they're waiting on right now is he's waiting on a lip that he made and designed up in 3D imaging that goes on the bottom of a normal dreadnought, like a box dread, a castaferum. So if you want to put those legs on a castaferum, you can. Okay, so, I got you. So you can have like a walking around box dread with like knees and everything like that. I don't know if anybody would do that. It seems kind of interesting, but so it's kind of like weird. That'd be weird. So like, to, like it's like a half contemptor, half box dread. Yes. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know about that, but all right. I, I mocked it up in a uh, in uh, in like 
Photoshop for him. Like, yep. it's like, this is what you're trying to do? He's like, yes, exactly. And like, he's like down for it. I was like, you know what? If people don't like it, then they just don't use the part. It comes with the kit. So, you know, whatever. Do what you want. So, but yeah. Pretty excited, man. Pretty excited to finally get get these legs in. Probably going to get... I told him that I wanted 20 of them so I could send some out to the other podcasters and then to, to like, painters and stuff like that. And then, of course, we can give some away as prizes and stuff like that. So, just want to unload on this. So, like, I'm ready. I got my, got my airbrush coming in, everything like that. I'm ready to hit these last two contemptors up. I added more to my plate than I really needed to. Well, next time you're up here, we'll run you through uh, how to paint my red. So you can settle for, where would that be? Like, where's the rankings? Like, if MKA is like a 10, I think <laughs> I would be like a negative 5 or something. But I'll still teach you what I can. That would put me down in like the deeper negatives, the way deeper negatives. MKA, man, they're so good. I saw this guy post up on uh, on Reddit. He was posting his ultramarines and he's all like, Yep. He's like, These are my ultramarines. And like, he's like, After MKA course. And I was like, Do you have a before what your ultramarines used to look like? And he's like, Yeah, of course. He posted up. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, you're so good now. <laughs> like, what is going? Like, what do they do? Like, oh. I told Andrew. What if it's a trick? What if they like, uh, you go in. Matthew Kane's a big dude. So what if he just like holds you down and like rear naked and chokes you out, just like chokes your ass out because you're like smaller and weedier than him because like most nerds are like a beefcake like he is, and then they like put a chip in your brain like a painting chip or whatever, but they like control you. There's got to be some kind of a drawback to the wizardry. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's like uh uh kind of like. Did you ever watch Archer? I've seen a couple episodes, but I'm not like so, big into it. So this is episode where Lana, who's like, you know who Lana is, yeah, she um, charges people forty dollars or something like that to have sex with her, and when they go in the room to have sex with her, he, they're like, okay, let's do this. She's like, well, I'm not actually gonna have sex with you. She's like, I'm just gonna tell people that we had sex, and they're like, what? And she's like, it's pretty much the same thing. And the guys, every guy's like. What, really? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of like you had sex with me because I'm going to tell everybody you had sex with me, but we're not actually going to have sex. And they're just like, okay, okay, this works. <laughs> like, why, why not? <laughs> You're hot. Like, whatever. Like, I feel like MKA is like, look, we're not actually going to teach you how to paint great. We're just going to, you know, paint your stuff for you and tell people that you painted it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I get where you're going with that now. That makes sense. <laughs> and then we're going to charge no, I'm just playing. Nah. I, yeah. I see so much good stuff come out of MKA, man. I'm so jelly. They're definitely they're definitely doing a good thing. I, I actually uh, just you know sent a message to Matt Kane, just telling him that you know how I you know really like his stuff and think it's cool. I mean, any, basically like because when you go to an event, you want to see like everything you play against. You want to you know see and play against cool you know nicely painted models and cool models of course so him going around teaching all these people just puts more and more like awesome shit out there for everyone else to play against and check out and just gets people more pumped to buy more shit and brings more people into the hobby so it's awesome like it's i don't i think sometimes i don't know that the 30k crowd does but uh i know for a fact in 40 like i just think that that's like a something that's taken for granted like how much better it is when both armies look amazing 
Yeah. Agreed, man. 100% agreed. I feel like, uh, man, dude, like, it, it's so crazy how good that, like, how good they come out, like, painting-wise, like, how, like, great some of the stuff looks. Like, whenever I found out the Varangian Heresy was putting on that MKA course, I was looking at, like, trying to work out a trip to Sweden to, like... I did the same thing, man. I'd, actually, I was looking at the Australian one because I couldn't make the Sweden one. It was just too close. Yeah. But Jesus, man, have you looked at plane tickets to Australia? Yeah, Australia's crazy. That's why I was looking at Sweden. Like, that... That's yeah. uh, like you. Well, yeah. I, I mean, my we're getting our passports. I've never left the country. We're actually getting our passports tomorrow because um, we're going to Iceland next year. Yes. So nice. I've been talking to my wife. I'm trying because she wants to take the class too because she uses an airbrush every day for work. So any like techniques that she can pick up are just more comfort with the airbrush or seeing whatever. She feels like that she can transfer, you know for those skills over to what she uses her airbrush for. Okay. So she does, she actually wants to take the class two, which is a bonus. So if they ever have one over there, if we can't get them over here, that's fine. I'll, I'll eventually at some point, you know, probably make it over there at some point, you know, take my wife on like a vacation or whatever and, and try to get some classes in while I'm over there. It's so crazy. Like how like good it is, like how good they are at painting like good enough to make me consider going like to another country. Like, of course, you know, we, we know this, like the Swedes and all them, you know, we know, uh, pretty, you know, everybody, the Vrangan heresy. So like, obviously it would be like, and a bonus. Heresy and, and North, yeah. 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 Like it would make sense like to go now, but like, that's like definitely a, you know what? I'm going to go learn how to be like, a <laughs> badass painter. And, when I went to this Michigan event with, there was a couple listeners that have written in like lists and emails and stuff that I met at uh -huh. the this Michigan event. And one of them brought it up to me like, Hey, did you ever hear back from those MKA guys? Like what, you know, do you think they'll ever come over here? Like I would definitely do that. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't care where it was at in the U S or, you know, whatever, if they made it over here, I would go like, I don't care as long as I had enough. So yeah, I mean, it's, they definitely got a reputation. And I mean, the, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's well earned. Yeah. You know? No, a hundred percent, dude. And yes, by the way, if they were asking, and if you're wondering if we ever heard back, yes, we did hear back. But the way it works, guys, is these dudes like Matt Kane and like Andrew Wardle or Warhol? Andy Wardle. And a Wardle. They uh they have normal jobs. And so what they're doing is they're using their work vacation to go run these classes when they go do it out of country and stuff like that. So like they can't, they don't want to use their entire work vacation, uh, doing these painting classes. So 2016 is pretty much booked up for them or 2017 is pretty much booked up for them. And so they said, maybe, maybe 2018, but they can't guarantee anything because it's yeah, like... Yeah, so, because I've seen somebody, like, they didn't, like, blow us off. It wasn't like they were like, ah, fuck America, we're not going over there. They were just booked. <laughs> we're going to keep all the good painting to ourselves. Well, and well, and maybe they are like, fuck America, we're not going over there, but they didn't say that to us. <laughs> they, they were polite and nice. <laughs> They're as nice of uh, blowing us off as you could be. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's definitely like a... They're definitely cool about it. They they obviously know that there's a there's a, a a want for them down here, 
they know that they can get like multiple classes done and probably I mean gar- I would guarantee they'd like sell out their classes down here but it's all about vacation man these guys have real lives so can't shut them down but yeah it's enough MKA painting talk though but yeah man so uh, hobby progress wise got contemptor on the way I've been working on assault marines uh I have a massive, ridiculous order coming in on Thursday with a whole bunch of stuff in it. Actually, yeah, yeah, with a large amount of stuff, like forty assault marines, ten destroyers. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent Ryan a list the other day with like ten destroyers, like forty assault marines, just like a day of revelation list, a fun list that would like. Not do great with the the post melt bomb ruling, but you know whatever. It, it's a fun list. Well, sure. We can read our conversation if you want to read it. <laughs> Just list like let people have a little window. Now, keep in mind that although I I, I so don't take this the wrong way because I absolutely love running this, doing this podcast. Love it. I look forward to it every week, and I love going through lists and stuff. But <laughs> sometimes it gets it does get fatiguing because I do have a lot of emails and lists and questions like there's I answer so many more and do so many more that you guys never see or hear about you know behind the scenes and then I run my local game club and they're always hitting me up for list ideas and all this and you know I'm trying to get all this stuff done like my own hobby stuff on top of it so sometimes it you know it gets a little fatiguing every once in a while (laughs) so I'm already working on all this, you know, other stuff and doing all this, you know, I'm painting models and everything at work and I'm trying to keep concentrated on that. And Michael sends me this list. And I, t- uh, he says, trigger warning. He told me, he says trigger warning and then sends me the list. And I was like, well, your sergeant only needs one phosphex bomb because he will be dead before he ever uses the other two. <laughs> and it gave him some other to list. And I'm like, why in the hell are destroyers so fucking expensive? Stupid. And I said, get rid of that death storm. And uh, I'm trying to. See, what else did I say? We basically argue back and forth a little bit over these destroyers. And I'm. I basically just said, why did you send me this to me? I was having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> because I took it to mean like this is what I'm trying to do. How do you fix it? And I guess my answer was. Like a hundred percent, throw the baby out with the bathwater, and let's <laughs> let's like redo this thing. <laughs> let's start. Let's start over. You didn't order this yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I did. No, yeah, I I I'm gonna build that list up strictly to uh, have a like fun like basically I'm building the list. So that I have an army that's not my dreadnought army for 30k TV our Twitch channel. That's fine. You don't have to put destroyers in it though. <laughs> but like, I feel like people want to see just like even if destroyers suck, which they do, and like even if like destroyers are like like I I know people out there want to see them suck or they want to see them played like like <laughs> like like we all know, know like yeah <laughs> we all know Avengers are good right. Like just from the stat line, from the like the points cost, like just everything. What, you about mean it. the planes? Yeah, the planes. Yeah, 
but like you know you don't really like know how good they are till you see them played so like destroyers are gonna be like one of those yeah they're bad but you won't really know how bad they are till you like see them get their ass munched in like 3k tv so it's just the like, there's just so much going against them man dude the points the is so nasty the points are so high they don't score they don't really do any one thing well they take up a, an elite slot like that they don't like taking them doesn't make you not have to take something else you know what i mean yeah so no, it's like, like i still have to take all these other requirements to get to other things and then after i've already spent all these points on crap that i have to buy before i can take the stuff that i want that i'm trying to get to you're doing all that just to get to destroyers really <laughs> like dude what sucks about destroyers i was like you know what like like in my mind i was like i could put destroyers in with a praetor with a blade of perdition and he'll be hitting on twos like that's pretty cool and then you know that's gonna wipe some stuff and then i was thinking to myself i was like well i could also do that for 200 points like 200 oh, you mean wounding you mean wounding, yeah, wounding on twos. yeah i'm sorry wounding on twos because yeah wounding on twos and i was thinking to myself like for like 240 points less i could take a forge lord and like put him in any unit and it would be the exact same thing like yes it, <laughs> yeah dude it's so fucking nasty it's so it's gonna be a good time i'm gonna have a good time man i hope that like i'm gonna have fun painting the destroyers because i'll make them all nasty and black i got some cool ideas from miles because like i saw that one jetpack that mark ford jetpack he had with the red stripe down it and so like i'm looking forward to painting them in like black jetpacks with like red stripes and then like you know the black front armor and all that stuff. I'm gonna paint them fun. They're gonna suck, I know, dude. But I'm doing it for y'all. And then you know, Forge World did respond to the survey. They did. They did say they're gonna pass the survey on to their studio team. So maybe I'll just be the first guy with destroyers when they get their their little update. <laughs> just playing. So that's why that's why I'm running destroyers in that list. And Assault Marines, just because I think it'd be like a fun list for people to see, even if he gets his ass gunched. So, yeah, that's why I built that list, Ryan. <laughs> Skeptical hippo. I, just, I, I don't even know what to say. But yeah, I got that list uh, coming in, and before that, I, like, for my uh dude i got so many like army projects i need to slow the fuck down so i don't know got that dude like i don't know if it's like hobby progress but like today we filmed a bat rep for 30k tv i'm pretty excited about that it was a great game and it was a lot of work to make it happen <laughs> it's like herding cats <laughs> getting everybody in there because you got to get like the two people to play the game then you got to get people to work cameras and stuff like yeah it's like herding cats but we made it happen was it fun though i mean do you look back on it and say hey this was fun yes absolutely i had a blast i had a blast because the game was so good like i like honestly guys if you go out there and you go to 30ktv.com you'll go to our new twitch channel and i think we're actually going to stream this game on thursday and you will not like it, you will be on the edge of your seat it's such a good game like it's like a football game man it's like a playoff football game it was that good like the we had like Jake my roommate was there like he was helping with everything and the game was so good 
that he was like texting, like asking for like, hey, what's going on? Like, who 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 did this? Like, what's going on with points wise? It was such a fucking good game, dude. Like, I was so excited about that game. So I know people that are gonna watch it are gonna be like, oh fuck yeah, let me watch this game because a lot like the tides get turned hardcore. Not gonna ruin it for y'all, but it's great. You just did. No, you don't know. You don't know. You don't. You don't even know. So. But yeah, man, I'm super looking forward to that. But that's, I mean, that's that's all my hobby progress, man. Uh, I've been building a bunch of assault marines. I painted up that Praetor. I showed everybody that Praetor that I Looks good. photoshopped. Uh, there was like a like I got a lot of responses back to like people said it looked kind of chunky, and I feel like it was like my airbrush. I kind of like slung some paint onto it, and so I just hit it up with some. Uh, some testers because I hadn't testered it yet. Yep. And I think that kind of smoothed it out a bit. So I feel a lot better about it. But uh, yeah, I, I posted it up on uh, on on uh, on Reddit, and there there's like a few listeners that were like, like, hey, I think this is the Praetor that Michael was talking about. Hey, that guy's username is Mike Montalongo. <laughs> this is Michael. <laughs> and I was like, hey guys. This is my Praetor. So that's my Praetor with Blade of Perdition. Now I just need to make pretty much one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Asgorath guy. As Oh, Azeroth the Grim. As, yeah, Azeroth or whatever his name is. And I'm going to trim yeah. his axe off and I'm going to put another. Maybe it's Astaroth. It's Astaroth or Astaroth. I don't know. It's don't something remember. weird. It's not Azeroth. I know that. Or Azeroth. Yeah. There's a weird letter in there somewhere. But uh, I'm going to trim off the tip of his axe, and I'm going to put the Tribunal Blade on there. So all my Blade of Perditions kind of look the same. Cool. So, so yeah, man. That's all I got for hobby progress. I got nothing else. Just burning through Salt Marines right now until I get well, the rest. I can, I can do mine all the way up until Stiff. Worked on Black Shields. <laughs> At least you're excited about it. Like at least you're super excited, dude. I'm pumped, so pumped about my black shields. Kieran Douglas, I'm sure sick of him. Like I paint one dude. Here's a picture. He gets a picture. Here's another guy. He's he's probably like in Australia rolling his eyes. Fuck, I've seen enough of these guys. Do you have to take a picture of every single guy? Yes, Kieran. Yes, yes, yes I do. You talk to me now. I'm stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. You ready to listen to some voicemails? Fuck yeah! It's like your favorite thing, man. It's my favorite thing it's too. It's so like, funny. Okay. I like spe- I like thinking like speculating in my head like what like what are we gonna hear? Do we get a story? Is there more Willow talk? Hopefully. Like not. what's going on? So. Oh, hang on. Uh, tell everybody our phone number so if they want to do this. Okay. Hold please. I don't know our phone number. I have to go look at the... It's on our Facebook page, on our main picture. But our phone number is 209-RFI-30K-0. Fair enough, right? Yep. Also, um, I'm not trying to be like a merchant here, but I've I've had several people ask us about shirts or buying shirts, and I had some people ask us at the event that I just went to about getting shirts. Okay. Um, if you go to our Facebook page, uh, it's that little, what is it called? An impresium or impressium or impressum. 
impress them. Like right at the top of the Facebook page, if you click that, it'll take you over and there's a link to where you can buy shirts for the show. Go knock out some shirts. Go get you a hoodie, boys. There's all different sizes. Oh, yeah. So anyway, back to voicemails. Maybe. Oh, it's time. I just had to load it up. All right. So let's knock this out. You need to extend this time limit thing. Oh, oh no. Hold on. <laughs> False start on the offense. <laughs> Where's the other one? Hold on, boys. Oh, okay, yeah, because he said this super long one. Right? Because basically, it's a super long one. Yeah, and then he got cut off, and then he followed up with another one. Okay, here we go. Round two, fellas. Hey, guys, it's uh, Sam from out in Greensboro, North Carolina. So since we're sharing uh, shitty and embarrassing military stories, I'll go ahead and give you one of mine today. Uh, we'll wait a couple of weeks, and I'll give you another one since uh, they're so common. So when I was in Iraq... I was in a, uh, aviation unit. Well, I was in the aviation unit the whole time, but I had to go get my passport made at the Baghdad embassy. So I, in order to do that, I had to fly. This was maybe like my third time flying on a Blackhawk, uh, even though that's what I did. I fixed them. So we're flying in and like, I'm starting to feel it in my stomach. I'm like, oh man, this ain't good. This shit's bad. Like, I'm just all woozy and everything. Not like I'm going to shit my pants, but I'm going to throw up, which is super embarrassing for a guy that fixes helicopters for a living to get airsick. So I'm flying, we're flying in, and then we stop and get some gas somewhere. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm going to go sit in the hurricane seat so I can get some wind on my face. Well, the hurricane seat is the seat in the back right of the Black Hawk, and it's named that because all the wind that's generated from moving forward and the rotors gets thrown into this seat like 30, 60 miles an hour wind just right in your face the entire time. So I'm sitting there and it helps a little bit, getting some wind in my face. But what I don't realize is we're coming into Baghdad right now. And as we're coming in, the pilots start getting all fucking wonky with it. They're swinging back and forth, left and right, and I'm like, oh, this is not good. My stomach's upside down. I'm about to, I'm, it's, it's coming. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'll just close my eyes. <laughs> mistake. Terrible, huge mistake. As soon as I close my eyes and we take one more bank, I'm about to throw up. So I go to lean forward <laughs> so I can try to throw up on the floor. Well, any of the military guys that have ever flown in a Blackhawk before, when that seatbelt's on you tight, you get about two inches of movement in your upper body. So I end up throwing up all over my lap, my legs, and just all down my my ACUs. But then as <laughs> I'm getting done throwing up, just blowing shoves, my buddy is sitting next to me laughing his ass off. Thankfully, he's got an empty seat between me and him, but he's, <laughs> he's loving it. As I, as you get done, I look over out the window and we're landed on the fucking ground. If I could have held it in for about two more seconds, I could have thrown up outside the window. But now, now it's all over me. And as we get out, I just go, where's the bathroom? They point me over to the bathroom. I go in there and I just cut my boxers off. 
He's sitting there spraying down my pants with water out of the sink, just like cupping it and throwing it out of my lap. And it's, it's, it's not good. There's trunks everywhere. And I had to stay in Baghdad. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, please. Hold, please. You need to extend this time limit thing if you want some good stories. <laughs> so I'm down there in Baghdad with trunks all over my legs, and I had to stay there in those same clothes for a day and a half before we could fly back. And that's how I got the nickname Chunky for about three weeks. Oh, right? man. Uh, oh, totally right. Chunky. Decals fucking suck. Use molded shoulder pads later. <laughs> Got the nickname Chunky. I like how his, uh, like, it wasn't take your boxers off. Like, they just cut their fucking boxers off. Like, wh- why is that a thing? Like, what is, like, what? Like, um, well, because it's, like, it's already, like, filthy. I guess, I don't, I guess because they don't want to take all their other gear off. Okay. Like, cause you got, like, all that gear on if you're in full combat load. So, like, trying to strip all that off just to get down to your underwear, it's just easier to pull the waistband up and cut the band and slide them off. I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Just cut them fucking boxers off. Go commando, covered in fucking vomit. I wonder what kind of chunks. You're a, com- a commando going commando. <laughs> what kind of what kind of chunks? Like, what were you eating that you were covered in it? I wonder if it was probably not MREs. If he wasn't, if it was just, I may have been MREs, but probably not. Probably cafeteria food. I don't know. That's so gross. That fucking sucks. Cause like you're, you're that not, like reminds like, me of the horror stories. You know, like when you go to like the county fair or the like the little carnival bullshit that's always in like the small towns, like the gravitron, the thing looks like a spaceship that sucks you to the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah. The horror story or that or the round off, like horror stories of people puking on those fucking things. I've seen I've seen that like that happen before, like a pinwheel, like uh, it was over at Six Flags and it was like this big, like. I think it's called the Fiesta Bowl or something like that, and it spins and then it like swings, it swings it while it's spinning. I remember one time <laughs> I saw it, it went up, and I just saw this like spray of puke, and then there was like all these people walking on the boardwalk and it just went all over them, and they're all, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> like somebody puked on you, like it was a sling of puke, <laughs> just like roller coaster tycoon people. Oh, uh, so bad, fucking disgusting. Well. Sorry you got called Chunk, bro. That fucking sucks, but I'm glad you have more military stories coming in for us. That's going to be exciting. I was just I was also just thinking like, could you imagine how much that sucks like you're going you're like now you're in Baghdad, like you're in like a really shitty place and like you just puked like as soon as you got there. I guess I would take your mind off of being in Baghdad. <laughs> so gross. At least you didn't shit on yourself or have a porta potty flipped on you. Yeah, yeah, there could be worse things. It'll puke. It still sucks. You got to have it on you for that long. <laughs> no, for real. Imagine okay. if it was something like hot dog or some shit. Then it's like you'd never be able to eat, like having hot dog puke smell on you for two weeks. Like, could you ever eat another hot dog? Yeah, I love hot dogs. I've thrown up hot dog before. I've but thrown up hot dog from eating me. too many hot dogs. I had hot dogs the day that you and Jake took pictures of hot dogs. I was going to take a picture of my hot dogs, but I felt too, uh, uh, like I felt like I was too late to the game. You took pictures of your hot dogs, and I went to the store, bought hot dogs, grilled up some hot dogs, 
and ate hot dogs the same day that you and Jake from Coming Into Fire were, were sharing those hot dog pictures. I love hot dogs. <laughs> so anyway, here's the next voicemail. Just listen to your podcast. This is Connor from Colorado. Just wanted to let you guys know, I wasn't, I'm not mad. Like, it takes a little, it takes like, if you live in Colorado, it takes a lot to piss you off. Because, you know, everyone's in such a good mood all the time for some reason. Anyway, um, I'm bummed that the email got cut off because, I mean, I feel like Michael belongs here. I mean, really, if you think about it. You, you, I mean, you're calling us artsy, and then you're using, like, what, $1,000 worth of, uh, for, $1,000 or more worth of four-year-old stuff to make some terrain? Like, I don't know. That's, like, some, like, high-concept shit there, bud. Maybe you belong with us. Just, like, move up here, man. Just just do it. Just just hear the siren call. Anyway, yeah, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, and keep doing the kick-ass podcast. <laughs> Says Connor from Colorado. Last podcast, we said that he was artsy and stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't. Don't throw, I, oh, don't say I did. Me. I did. Don't I'm throw sorry. Me in. <laughs> now he's saying that, like, now he's admitting to him being artsy. Like, like maybe you should come because you're pretty artsy <laughs> yourself. Yeah, bud. Uh, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a photographer if it helps. Like, like I'm a videographer. Like, yeah, I'm pretty damn artsy. So, I would lo- I would love to live in Colorado. To be honest, like. That seems like a really nice place to live. And then he also sent all those pictures, remember? Like all those yeah. gorgeous pictures of Colorado. So, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of reasons why I'd want to live in Colorado. Yep. And being artsy, just being super artsy is one of them. <laughs> all right. Let's see what else we got. I want to live there just so I can shoot elk and eat them. Like like Joe Rogan. Yeah. There's yeah. no elk here to shoot me. Hello, Ryan and Kamala. This is Adam Bortner from uh, St. Louis. I just want, I'm just calling to say what a great podcast you guys have. I love listening to you. And I just wanted to add to the harassment of Ryan on his homage to Willow. Oh, shit. And I was just having this one... This curious question of a what if is in the will world if if that was in the universe for 40k or 30k and the prime one of the primarchs was landed on the will world and the primarch is Mad Morgan in, what would be the legion style name colors and you know would they be traitor or loyalist so just some thought you know just to give you guys some more trouble about willow have a great time and thank you for all the work you guys do bye (laughs) okay ryan so second legion primark lands on willow's world and 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 it and it turns out to be mad mardigan he said so mad mardigan is the primark yeah what kind of legion are they okay well, he said colors. They'd probably wear black. Like in that show, he's got he wears a bunch of black in that show. Now, but when he does get to go into the armory and pick out what he wants, you know what I mean? Like he, his normal clothes are black in that show almost the whole show. But then when he like walks into the armory at Tears Lee that they're going to defend it, and he like gets his like run of whatever weapons he wants, he puts on this like really high polished like 
silver, almost custodes looking armor with the the conical helmet with like the white plume. Jesus, so fucking I think Christ, you are fucking going like you are. <laughs> Now, I know, I, I get it, I get it. You're gonna, black would be the assumption, but if he got to have what he wanted, okay. <laughs> go ahead, Ryan, continue, please. Okay, so so I feel like uh, we just do like a mix of the two, like a black and like a high polished silver, which would be cool. So and like, it, imagine like maybe just like off the top of my head, like, cause I'm already doing these black shields. Imagine my black shields, but like the red on them was just like a real high gloss silver or okay. maybe reverse, like where the torso was black and the arms would be silver. And then white, like white plumes, like really nice white. Yeah. Plumes. White, white accents. Like maybe their Legion symbols, white, like their maybe their shoulder pad is black and then the Legion symbols white. So it's like real starkly contrasted like that. Maybe something like that. Um, <laughs> As far as, like, would it be traitor or loyal, that's a hard question, too. I mean, obviously, in the show, he's a good guy, but he's, like, kind of the typical anti-hero. Like, he's very mischievous, like, you know, seducing other dudes' wives. He's locked up at the crossroads when they find him. He's kind of like a scoundrel-type guy. Okay. So, obviously, because he's got those flaws, I mean, that's what chaos is going to try to worm its, in, you know, worm its way in to get you to turn traitor. I guess, kind of mischievous. But I mean, you could also look at it because if he saw chaos as like trying to dominate him or subvert it to his will, that personality trait, even though you might think that that has closer ties to making you veer off, you know, into the track to be bad, that may actually insulate you into where you're on the, the you know, good side, if that makes any sense. Like, you're kind of like, ah, fuck these guys. They're, they're trying to get one over on me. So... <laughs> I guess he'd be kind of like it's it's kind of the same situation the Khan is in when you think about it. Like the white scar guy, like he's not really into the emperor. He doesn't super dig him or what he's trying to do. He's kind of like a loner, but he still decides to be loyal. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Hundred percent. So, so I feel like I feel like they could go either way, but because I'm a loyalist at heart and I'm a, a Mad Mardigan fan, I would hope that he would stay loyalist. What kind of legion do you think he'd run? Like what kind of? They would probably be. Like a Dark Angel like a, style legion? No. Like, I feel like they would be almost like kind of like rogues. Like, he's almost like a very... I don't know, how would you put that? That's, it's kind of weird because you're... It's such a contrast to how, like... Because Marines are, like, so professional. You know what I mean? Like, even the most, like, crazy of them, like the Night Lords or whatever, they still have, like, a soldier aesthetic professionalism to them. Like, he's kind of like a joker, almost. Like, kind of, like, humorous. Like, does whatever, even though he's a good fighter. So I don't know, like, it's almost like too, like, how does that fit in the 40k universe? It's so grim, dark. You know what I mean? It'd be kind of weird. He's almost he reminds me a lot of like Caiaphas Kane. If you've read the Caiaphas Kane books for 40k, where he's a really good fighter and he's a good soldier and he does his job, but like if you actually see the thoughts on the inside of his head, he's kind of like, you know, does what he can to weasel out of things. He's got very bad tendencies. He uh seduces women drinks you know does all this crazy shit so he'd be very similar to that i guess but only in a marine legion but i don't know how like a whole legion of guys would do that it would be a total disorganized fucking everybody's a lone wolf doing their own thing mess you know what i mean i'm, I'm trying to think of like who that would like match up to there's not really a primark out there like that 
No. I mean, you could say like those space wolves a little bit because they're kind of that, you know, roguish kind of do their own thing. They're very like into their own traditions and don't really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't really hold like a rigid structure to things that are normal. It kind of sounds like you're like, kind of like in between like a Raven guard space wolf, like Legion kind of thing. Like, like right. Like they would middle. use like sneaky stealth tactics. They would definitely fight fucking dirty. Like, you know, there's no compunction about that, but they can still win in a straight up fight too. It's all right. Well, that's... so good. I would say closest thing would be like, like you said, like good, like maybe like good night lords, Cha- chaotic neutral, like <laughs> yeah, chaotic neutral night lords or something. I don't know. It'd be weird. He definitely like fits better as a human than he would a marine. I I don't know. Like if you read any of the forty k fluff about Lucas the trickster from Space Wolves, um, he kind of reminds me of somebody like that. So I think, like you said, like a Space Wolf Raven Guard crossover. Well, I'm glad that exists. I'm glad this conversation happened because, like, now do some black shields, do some Mad Mardigan black shields. <laughs> please, please do. Silver and black, white plumes. They look great. Just go, go look at his his armor in, and load them out with the same weapons that he picked. He had crossbows. He comes storming out of the, anyway. Oh, okay. Glad to know. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next question, which I feel I saw a little bit of the transcripts. And... Gentlemen, this is Paul from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I would like to start off by saying congratulations on both of you for putting on an excellent 30, 30K podcast. Um, it's something now I look forward to downloading so I can listen to while I'm painting. Uh, you both have a very relaxed and comfortable banter, and your list creation section is both creative and informative. Uh, I really especially enjoyed your bit about Willow. Uh, however, <laughs> thanks to you fuckers, I now have to watch Willow. Now, that in <laughs> itself is not a problem. The problem is, I don't own a copy of the DVD, and apparently, it's no longer available to order. Now, did I mention <laughs> I suffer from obsessive-compulsive disorder? Now I'm driving around to every second-hand fucking record store and DVD store trying to find a copy. It's been a week now, and still no fucking luck. Thanks, Bricks. I hope karma fucks you up the ass with a cactus. Now, in all seriousness, mental illness is no laughing matter. Yes, I do suffer from OCD, but it's not as bad as Mel Gibson in Conspiracy Theory, where he's always perhaps to buy a copy of Catcher in the Rye. I'm sure I speak for the rest of the 30K community saying... Thanks for the great job so far, and keep up the good work. And by the way, Ryan Kimmel, stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> Somebody get this man a copy of Willow. Like, let me see. Tim, Tim sounds Tim from I've Horror Search City when he sounds like he's got it like on three, like three copies of it. <laughs> three versions. So, it's probably like I a... just have a normal copy. I think a, I got a copy on DVD. Good lord, thirty five dollars on eBay. Oh, that's a special edition. Willow. Will, Willow's well worth $35. Oh, here's one for $4.33. That's fair enough. I would buy that right now. I'm going to buy it. It's come from South Korea. That's how you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Will it read in your region? There's different regions, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But it's only $5. If it's not, <laughs> then decent copy for a good price. Very satisfied with this project. Product. 
go ahead and spend five dollars on that. I'll buy a copy of Willow. And actually, you know what? I'll buy two copies of Willow and uh go ahead and hit me up in a Facebook message and I will go ahead and send you the other copy of Willow. And if it's not a decent copy or whatever, you know, you weren't you weren't out. So Paul, go ahead and hit us up on Facebook and uh, I'll get your address and I'll send you this other copy of Willow. Actually, I'll probably just order it. Yeah, send me your address and I'll just order it from this guy and make my shipping address your house. And I'll, I'll give you this $5 copy of Willow. Done. Doing the world favors over here. And now I'll finally <laughs> get to watch Willow, even though I don't feel like I don't need to watch Willow because I feel like I've got enough. Have you not ever seen it? No. No. Oh, you need to get a fucking another uh, bus ticket and come up here <laughs> so we can go get goddamn tenderloins because you were sick. We'll eat fucking tenderloins and then we'll go buy some fucking Indiana kettle corn and we'll come back and sit on my couch and fucking stuff her face with kettle corn while we watch Willow. Just in a big old comforter together and just watching Willow. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. I'll be there. All right, here's the next one. And I'm serious about that address. Send me your address. I'll I'll, I'll ship you this Willow copy. Radio Free This Van. I got a situation I figured I'd, uh, you know, run by and see what you guys think. So I was thinking to myself, hey, you know, it'd be pretty badass. So I got me a sly freaking marvel converting up for my Astra Militarum. So, you know, I do what you do when you want something, you know, not willing to pay full price for it. You hit up the trading pages on, you know, your, your MySpace, your LinkedIn, or what have you. So I send up some flags, see what's going on. This guy messages me, says, hey, I got one I'll just freaking send you. And I'm like, hey, best things in life, am I right? <laughs> so sure enough, the next day, I get a package on my desk. I'm like, what, did I order, did I order something drunk or something? I check it out. It's, uh, it's from that guy. Totally from that guy. But the packaging's all, like, messed up, torn up, cut up, you know, what have you. And I'm like, what the, f- what's, boy, what is this? And I look inside, and it's got, like, a base in there, like, like a guardsman's base, and it's got, like, footprints in it from where, like, you know, he based it with oregano or whatever you use to base your miniatures. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, what, what's the freaking deal? I thought, thought, thought we had an arrangement. And it's all, like, looks like it was all messed up with, like, a hobby knife or some, somebody trying to get into it. And I show his buddy of mine. He says, hey, hold up. This box is cut up from the inside. <laughs> 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 that's it I don't think we're ever going to hear from that listener so, again <laughs> the box was cut from the inside it's loose in, it's loose in the house you could never own Sly Marbo you just you get to use him you never get to Sly Marbo owns you yeah exactly <laughs> and that's it that's all we got for voicemails man it was cut up from the inside <laughs> I got a little <laughs> horror story, man. Love horror stories. Uh, so next thing on the list, man, tell us tell us about your event. Tell us about the event you went to. Let's hear it. I'm excited to hear this. So we went to this Michigan event, and you thought you weren't going to get to go, right? Uh, yeah. Well, we had this ice storm, like whatever it was. They always name everything: ice storm, Oscar, or whatever the fuck it was. I don't remember the name of it. 
Um, but it came through. That's what like the the football game. Like if you're in the United States, you know that the Steelers Chiefs game got postponed. It was all from that one storm. You know, it moved through the middle of the country. Um, so we were worried that it was going to hit here, and it was supposed to hit here right about the time that we were going to be leaving. So, you know, trying to drive five hours or four and a half hours or whatever it was up there obviously would not be a good idea to do that in the middle of an ice storm. So I was worried about not being able to go, but the storm ended up going further south and it was warmer up here than it was supposed to be. So we just got a little bit of rain, which was good. So that wasn't a problem. The The problem was I, I work second shift, so I don't get off work and home till about midnight. And then I had to get up like to go to this event around four in the morning. So I ended up, by the time I got home and got everything loaded into the car and and whatever, I laid down and didn't even go to sleep. And I was <laughs> getting right back up, so I didn't go to sleep. So Jesus. I ended up all said driving up, the, like working that day, running errands, whatever, before I go to work, then getting up, going to work, coming back home, getting ready, driving up there, playing in the event, driving back. I was up for 43 hours, I think. 43 hours straight, something like that. Is that a new Ryan record? Yeah. For <laughs> I best. So on the way up, we actually like all these lists that I'd got sent these week, I printed them all off. And my co pilot, Chris Duncan, um, he got in the car. He still plays a little bit of 40K too. And he ha- he got that new Fall Acadia book. And he sits down and I said, You need to throw that shit in the back seat. We have lists to do. So I took that Fall Acadia book threw it in the back seat and get stuffed his hands full of your guys's emails. And <laughs> he I made him read them off to me. I gave him my phone with quartermaster on it and made him read them off to me. And he had to punch in all the lists and uh, do he. So he went through all your guys's emails with me Oy. this week. <laughs> so I did that on the way up there and then a little and more on the way back. Cause we didn't even get them all done on the way up. So other than the travel, just because it's, you know, I, I hate driving that far. I don't know about you. Any oh, yeah. more than two hours in a car is miserable. Yep. Oh, I know. Adepticon. So, yeah. So, anyway, uh, the event was cool. We got up there as a 3,000-point event. Uh, it was t- uh, just two rounds, two rounds of 3,000 points with a break for lunch in the middle. Um, pretty casual. I didn't maybe I just didn't pay attention. I didn't like see a mission packet or whatever. So when you got there, they just basically gave you the mission, which was fine by me. I just went up there to play some games. Um, the way the teams got split. Cause we had a bunch of guys from our local club go for whatever reason, they almost all took trader and I took loyalist. <laughs> so the way the team split down, there was only like three I'm trying to think either three or four people on the other team that weren't guys that I normally play with. Bummer. So I ended up, I did get to play two new people, but I I asked to, I'm like, hey, is there any way I can play like out of this pool of like three guys? (laughs) Is there any way I can play two of them? (laughs) So they obliged me and I got to play two new people, which was pretty cool. Well, not new. Well, one I know, but I don't get to play with him very often. My buddy Dave from up there, he lives in. Well, that's good. Like at least he, at least it was kind of like a, you know, nice little mix up. You shouldn't have to play two dudes you'd normally play all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, I drive five hours to play guys I play with every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so plus, I mean, it was nice. Like I said, I I this uh, Dave Stolarski that lives up there, um, we're friends, and I don't get to see him, you know, that often. Uh, maybe a couple times a year, and uh, I don't think we'd played. 30k in probably r- roughly a year maybe maybe slightly less than that but it'd been a while and even when i do you know when we do get to play some games it's like he comes down here you know we get to play a game or two and then he leaves so it's not like you know we get to hang out a lot so it was cool to get to see him and hang out with him and we ate, we went and got lunch together and all that stuff so that was another bonus to the trip Fuck um yeah. and it was only two games like what time to what time was it it was noon um, I think the first rent we, we, you know, we got there, you know, you're supposed to get there at noon. Uh, everybody kind of pitched in and helped set up all the, the tables and stuff like before then we got a little bit of a late start, but not bad. Um, then they had to decide, you know, who was on what team because trader loyalist was a little uneven. Um, then, you know, you got to assign everybody tables, all that stuff. So I think the first round usually like ended around, around three something like that, 3, 3.30, 4, somewhere in there. And then we broke for lunch and then came back. And then you know, I think we ended up wrapping everything up around 8 or 9 o'clock. Hell yeah, dude. That sounds like the uh, Goalers event I went to a while back. And he said it was like a yeah. massive-ass game store, right? Dude, I've never seen a game store that big or that nice. It's called Pandemonium Games in Michigan. And even if, you, like, it's out of control. Like even if you don't play Warhammer 30 care for you, if you just play any type of games, board games, I saw X wing. I saw magic that he had games galore. I sent you pictures. How blown away were you by those pictures? Like I was trying to explain to Michael and I'm like, I just have to send him pictures. Cause he's not, when I tell you how big this place is, you're not going to understand how like big this place is. He had forge world stuff on the shelf. You could just buy Forge World right there off the shelf, like where he had ordered some and just put like a real slight markup on it just for convenience. What the fuck? So he had like a he had a legit Forge World section, had Age of Sigmar, had 40k, had all the new games workshop board games, had a sh- big X-wing section, um, had tons of magic. When we were there, the back was so big. He had those like three by six uh, white like folding tables that you see like in convention halls and stuff. Yeah. I think I counted like 100 or 105 is what I counted. And this room in the back had like 80 tables in it. And he split it and he had magic on one side and then we had the other side to do our event. So there was like 75 magic players playing magic in the other half. Pre-release, dude. Pre-release. Yeah, and that's he, what they were doing. set just dumped. Yeah. Yep. That's what they were doing. That's crazy. And they had these, he had like 50-inch LCD flat screen TVs. Like he had like 10 of them, like all over the place. And they were like, had all the like matchups for the magic shit going on. Like it was legit. I could not believe how legit it was. What town was this? Like what, what city was it in? It's real. It's a, uh, hang on. I'll get, I got the address. I think it's something garden. It's right outside of Detroit. It's like suburbs of Detroit, but let me get to exactly. Oops. Dang, dude, I'm just trying to figure out how it supports like that huge of a hobby. Uh, I was told that he he does he's been around for a long time. It's not like a new thing. Um, like I said though, I was blown away. That's fucking nuts, dude. Massive as TVs, it's like everybody's like dream hobby store, you know? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I you aspire to away. become one day whenever like you open your hobby store, like what you want to be. Your it's hobby. in Garden City, Michigan, which is a, a suburb of Detroit. But if you guys live in Michigan, anywhere around there, like I said, you play games at all, and you're not going there to play. Like I don't know what's wrong with you. Like that was a sweet setup. I mean, he had huge shelves full of terrain you could pull from to play games. There was so much space. Um, I mean, it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. Hmm. Five people per square mile in Barton, Barton City. Try to see how many people are like actually live in that town. It's but, Garden City. Oh, Garden, thought, Garden City. I type Barton. Yeah. Garden, Michigan. Because I said there was like 400 people. I was like, bro, that's not the main business going on in that little shop. It's a front. <laughs> 27,000 people live in, in Garden City. Damn, dude. That's crazy. Well, like, but right. So, like, there's a bunch of people in Detroit. Yeah. Dang. Crazy. <clears throat> Go check it out, Detroit fans. Detroit listeners. Sounds like I, I'm pretty sure they know about it. If it's that big, dude, they must like run the run the game. Must. I don't know. But it, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. That's cool, dude. I like that you're all excited. Hot, hot I mean, and it was so store. busy, dude. Yeah. I mean it wasn't when we first got there, it was real early around noon, you know? Okay. So it was like there's maybe I mean, for as big as the place is, you're going to say, like, well, there's 10 people there. Like, that's a lot for, like, in a store. I'm like, well, this place is so big. But when we left, like, around 9, there was probably, for that, because of the pre-release and the heresy shit going on and just normal customers, there was easily 100 people there. That's insane for a comic book store, like a gaming store. Someday. Someday. It'll be that popular all the time. Victoria did a um, what kind of forge rule section did he have like what 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 do we talk what it wasn't a huge section but he had like uh, he had a I know for a fact there was a fire raptor there he had like the 30k apothecary sets he had some contemptors some contemptor arms a bunch of like the 40k box dreads I think there was like the black templar one um, the, the dark angel venerable one um like I said, I didn't look like super, super close just because I don't, I didn't need anything right now. I bought some, uh, he had some Wall of Martyrs terrain, which is currently out of stock at Games Workshop right now. So I bought some Wall of Martyrs stuff from him just because I wanted it for me. Um, and I bought some paints. He had a, he had a shitload of paint because he had like different lines. Like he had like the Army Painter, you know, Vallejo, Games Workshop, like all that stuff. So I, I picked up some paints while I was there too. Dang, dude. I'd be so irresponsible in that store, that's for sure. Be eating, like, top ramen for a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, went on this trip to Detroit, and next thing you know, I'm poor. That's cool, dude. I'm glad you had a blast. How was the games? Oh, they were fun. Uh, so my first game I got to play against, I uh, mentioned him already, my buddy Dave uh, Stolarski that lives up there. Um, I knew I, when I going up there, I was like, well, I hope we get to play each other. And the way they had it set up was the first round, uh, 
all the loyalist guys had to pick a table and you just stood next to the table and put your army there. And then the traders got to basically pick all their matchups. And then in the second round, it was reversed. The loyalists got to do the same thing. So the, in the second round, the traders went and stood by all the tables with their army. And then the loyalists just walked around and played who you wanted to play. So in the first round, uh, David, was your army on display too? Not really. I mean, people weren't, I mean, I had mine sitting there. I mean, people knew who I was because we did the paint judging before, like we set up our display boards and did paint judging very first thing. And so everybody knew whose army everybody's was. So, I mean, they, they kind of knew what I had just by looking at it. They didn't like have my list, I guess, or whatever, but they could see, you know, what was in my army. Damn, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty weird. So like, you could be like, well, I have a knight's army. Oh, there's an infantry army. I'll fight that. <laughs> like, there's a knight lord army. It's not a lot. It's not really a lot different than assigning generals and picking matchups. Yeah, I guess so. But like, even then, when you, like you assign generals, you pick tables, and like the other general usually like they pick a table for you. You're usually like matched up with somebody pretty close who's pretty good at capturing the objective, like you are, or, or good at murdering. Yeah, they they like yeah. like basically you're fighting a similar it's army. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was pretty informal. I mean, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it, but I mean, I got to play who I wanted to play. I wanted to play two, you know, I definitely wanted to play with my buddy Dave just so we could bullshit and catch up while we played, and I don't get to play with him very often. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to play somebody totally new that I hadn't played before. That was my primary thing, and and mission mission complete. So I did get to do that. So how did you pick so, your, your dude? Like, like, cause you got to pick the second time. Well, so. so in the first game, I had I was loyalist, so Dave just came over and picked me. Right. Like he right. talked it out amongst his team. It was just like, you know, I'll pick you. And then in the second round, um, like I said, there was only three. I think there was three people there that, um, weren't people that I came with <laughs> that were on the other team. So the one guy already had a, a matchup and then Dave was the other one and I had already played him round one. So that only left one person for me to select from that wasn't somebody I play on a normal basis. So I'm like, well, do you get, I asked, asked my team. I'm like, well, I've, you know, do you guys care if I play this guy? Cause I want to play somebody I've never played before. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, they were like, yeah, that's fine. We don't care. So I ended up playing him and, uh, his name was Chuck. He's a super nice dude. He had a really cool, well, we'll get to, I can go over the list and stuff, but he had a very, unique list it was something i don't get to play against very often um it's basically 50 50 marines and mechanicum i guess and it was uh so it was iron warriors with a whole bunch of mechanicum allies okay what does the so, uh what does the pravian give iron warriors uh it would just be well you would just pick one of the generics because all it would give them is the don't take morale checks to shooting Okay, yeah, you're right. So, okay. so you would pick either Tank Hunter, I think, what are the generic ones? Tank Hunter, Furious Charge, whatever they were. Yeah, okay. So. So you play that army? Yeah. So what do you want to do? Do you want to go over my list, their list? What do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about your list. What do you run? I mean, I know what uh, you're in, but tell tell the tell the listeners what you're every, in. So this was a 3,000-point event, so that's a lot of points. And I don't have any super heavies or anything like that. I have that one Blood Angel tank that I painted a long time ago, but it's not legal anymore because they changed all the super heavy rules when they came out with the new Crusade Army list book. So I don't 
really have any super heavy. So what I did is I just took that suborbital wing with a bunch of planes in it. Three so, of so anyway, so I took a Blood Angel Praetor. Uh, he's taken Right of War Armored Breakthrough. He is armed with a Blade of Perdition, Melt Bombs, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, and he's mounted on a bike. So that gets me around having to put him in a transport. Uh, and still counting as a Blood Angel unit so to offset the fact that Blood Angels have to have as many Legion Astartes as they do vehicle units. Right, too. Uh, so for troops, for my first troop choice, I took a Predator Squadron, and it had two Predators in the squadron. Uh, they kept their normal Predator Cannon because you can't upgrade it, and both of them had Assault Cannon Sponsons, so it was just two Predators with Assault Cannon Sponsons, no other upgrades. Uh, for my second troop choice, I took a one-off Predator, just a single Predator, and it was a, a Predator last Cannon Sponsons. Um, for my third troop choice, I took another Predator with last Cannon Sponsons. Um, and then I took a fourth troop choice, and it was just a standard tactical squad. Um, they just had bolt guns and bolt pistols, so just your normal 125-point tactical unit. Um, and they were in Rhino, a dedicated Rhino, and the Rhino had a Pennell Assault Cannon on it. And then for Elite, I took uh, 10 uh, uh, Marksman Veterans with no upgrades, just 10 dudes with bolters, uh, bolt pistol, close combat weapon, just how they come with Marksman. And they were in a Rhino with a Pennell Assault Cannon. And then I took another squad uh, just like that, so two of those uh, Marksman Vet squads and Rhinos with just no upgrades other than... Uh, uh, assault cannon on the rhinos. For fast, I took a javelin landspeeder squadron, and the squadron had three javelins in it, and they were just the base cyclone missile launcher javelins. And I swapped the uh, heavy bolter on all of them for assault cannons. Okay. Uh, th then I had for my second fast attack, I had five attack bikes with assault cannons, and then for my third fast attack, I had five attack bikes with assault cannons. For heavy support, I took five jet bike sky slayers uh, with just the stock standard multi melta on them, and then I took a, a Scorpus whirlwind, and then a Sakaran battle tank uh, with two las cannons or two, you know las cannon sponsons. Yep. And that filled up all my heavy. And then for my Lord of War, I took three. Uh, I took a suborbital wing with three Avengers. Uh, all the Avengers had cra uh, two Kraken penetrators. And battle servitors. How did the uh, assault cannon land speeders do? Um, they did really well. Um, the assault cannons on those, it's kind of weird because the missiles shoot twice the range of the assault cannon. Right, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And you come in from outflank. So usually you come in from outflank and hit something really hard with the assault cannons and the missiles. Okay. Um, that being said, because the assault cannons have a tendency to jam where the missiles don't, you usually fire the missiles first, and I keep running into where the missiles kill whatever I'm shooting at before I even roll for the assault cannons. So I don't know that they make a huge difference because you could put multi-meltas or heavy bolters or whatever on it, and it's still going to perform the same, in my experience. It's kind of weird, like... If that makes... <clears throat> no, I get it. Like, have you had the assault cannons jam? In So I've played Blood Angels for dozens of games, and... In this event, I had one jam in each game, and oh, I had I, so I have twenty assault cannons in my army, and I had one jam each game. And what was funny, I was explaining to the guy 
in the second game, like how they work. Cause he was like, how do us, you know, are they just like 40 K? Cause he's never played blood angels. So I was explaining how they work and I was showing him how I roll them. I'm like, when I roll for these, I'll always start with the rightmost assault cannon, wherever they're at. Like, you know, if I'm standing behind the unit or I'll declare which direction it's coming from and I'll just grab four dice and roll it, grab four dice and roll it going down the line. And I'm not going to pull results or whatever. I'm just quickly looking at the dice, making sure there's not three ones before I go on. Right. Um, Then after I get them all rolled, then I start pulling out misses and whatever. And so I'm explaining this and on my second roll of the game, one jammed. Fuck. (laughs) So I'm like, so here's the first one on this end, roll it. Here's the second one. Oh, see right there. That's a jam. (laughs) <laughs> and and then so and then from that point on, I didn't have any issues. But um, so yeah, I didn't really have any issues with that. Um, so I did have issues in the one game. What I was getting at is the javelins came on, and I killed what I was shooting at on that end of the board. Right. But because you're pl- you're doing outflank, or because you're outflanking, we were playing where the short table edges are, or you're coming in from outflank a lot of his stuff was all the way down on the other end of the board and I was never able to get back in range of anything with the assault cannons by the time the game ended because I'm like moving 12, shooting, moving 12, you know, killing stuff as I go. But I, I really only got... I guess I did get to shoot him one other time later on. Damn, dude. And I was thinking like with a land speed, you're hauling ass, but I guess you, you still wanted to shoot. like Plus there's terrain. Like I'm trying to keep him out of terrain if you can help it because there's no... You can jink if you need to and if you fly him in terrain, you got to take dangerous terrain. They get immobilized, all that shit. So you can't, you know, just... You can't really fly just in a straight line. Plus you're trying to keep in, you know, pointing all the way down the board. You're still obviously trying to keep open lanes as well for your missile launchers to shoot through. And then you got other units on the board that you have to move around. So it's not like you can just, you know, move in a perfectly straight line. Do you think keeping them heavy bolters would have would have saved you? Or no? Um, no. Um it's just one of those things. I mean, I don't like we were talking about it. In in my second game, I shot them shot them at some Vorax and killed a killed a decent amount of Vorax with them, but Vorax are only four up armor. So, I mean, the rending on the assault cannon, you know, it didn't do anything. Like, it's already AP4, and so was a heavy bolter. Yeah. So, it's really just one more shot and a little higher strength. But you're paying points for that and losing range. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's good. It's a good upgrade. But the the range is surprisingly annoying. And I knew that on Predators. Like, my Predators are really annoying. It's the same thing, because the Predator cannon shoots 48 inches. And you usually try to because they're on vehicles you want to keep them away from infantry because you don't want to be assaulted so you're moving them back and away from things a lot as you play the game to keep away while still shooting so you find yourself like it's really hard a lot of times to keep those weapons in range of things because what ends up happening is you'll shoot other parts of your army because you have to you know you have to shoot one unit at a time so sometimes you'll kill the one thing in range that these other guns can't shoot can't shoot so you have to be really cautious of like what you shoot first and which I'm pretty good at but the problem is because you have to decide all this in the movement phase when you haven't even shot yet you have to kind of gamble it's like well I'll move I feel like this is enough firepower to kill this so I need to move this over here and then if you get that wrong then you've you know moved it pointed it didn't need to be moved or right or or pointed it in a direction because like the you know, certain weapons are fixed in a certain direction. Like 
you know, your sponsor, you know, sponsors on certain things or like your, uh, javelins, you know, the missiles only fire one way. They're not 360 degree or anything. So you'll do that. Or like you said, you'll, you'll move them where they can only shoot this one unit, but then you'll shoot a couple other things first and you'll get to that. And then it's already dead. So, you know, with other weapon systems that have a longer range, it, it, you can mitigate that more because you can always pick something up. I've definitely found that myself in that situation where like you wipe a unit and then you've like already pointed things in that direction and you're like, well, fuck like now I, now I'm kind of stuck. Yeah. So, um, but they're good. I mean, I like them. Um, I've been, me and you've talked about this. I'm taking them off my predators. If I, I would much prefer running last cannons on the predators. I'm not really a fan of the assault cannons on the predators from my experience. I took them off my, uh, my dreadnoughts. Uh, yep. but here's the thing. I took them off my dreadnoughts and switched over to graviton. However, uh, I've started realizing how much shaken results sucks. Like, you know, Oh, because you can't even snap fire. Yeah. You can't snap fire your graviton at that yeah. point. So you're just like, well, fuck. You could run one graviton, one assault cannon. I could. It's just whenever I unload graviton, like whenever I unload three dreadnoughts worth of graviton, it's like yeah, you're yeah. pretty much guaranteed like six hole points. It's coming out of it. So. Well, and and my first game while we we're on assault cannons, in my first game, my opponent had a Spartan, and yeah. my planes wouldn't come in. They didn't come in until they auto came in on turn four. Fucking sucks. So I'm staring at this stupid Spartan, taking pot shots at it with these assault cannons, trying to get lucky with sixes, and just it never happened. <laughs> so what ended up happening before my goddamn planes would even came in, I somehow managed to work a predator pretty deep into his lines and turn it downfield. And I just got lucky with the last can, you know, cause it was on the side. So it wasn't flare shielded. So I rolled a six followed by a further six to blow it up. So I just got lucky. I mean, it's something that you, you a hundred percent can't rely on. Right. Uh, no, I know exactly. It, I mean, it, it might happen, but you can never rely on that. The assault cannons, I, I shot a bunch of assault cannons at it and didn't do shit. It's interesting, dude. That's an interesting little uh, little discussion there. I was actually talking to Zach uh, yesterday about running a Malkador yep. full assault cannons. With Blood Angels, yeah. Yeah, but then I was kind of like, well, I'm just thinking I think about you, it. I think the assault, I, I don't, I don't like it. I think putting the penal one on's fine. Right. Well, then, I mean, it's possible to have four, but, like, you have to get into that range, which you can totally do, because, you know, it's super heavy vehicle, move every turn, just, you know, getting up there. But, I don't know. Like, it just seems like you could run into some issues with it. Like, it doesn't seem like it'd be effective for what the points that you're putting out of, putting into it. Well, it's effective at it's it comes into its own when you're shooting at infantry, and it is nice that it has the versatility that it does. But you, it's not, it's one of those things. It has the possibility to hurt tanks as well as being really good at killing infantry. But don't really Whereas, like like a heavy bolter is good at killing infantry that does not at all have the possibility of hurting tanks. That being said, you have to pay points for the assault can shortens its range, so it's not something. I like it on certain units. I really like it. Like I like it on attack bikes a lot because the bolters that are on the attack bike are also the same range as the assault cannon. So all of their guns are the same range. 
And attack bikes are good, in, in my opinion. They're the more I use them, the more I realize that they're pretty damn good in, in assault. So you could you don't you know getting closer to the enemy isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? And they're still relentless. They still move twelve and all that stuff. So my favorite mount for them, assault cannon wise, is on the attack bikes. I think that's where they're really best at. I think on almost everything else, they're not. They're a good choice, but they're not like everybody like. If you listen to people who have never played against it or don't play it, never played against it or don't play it themselves, you would think that it's like the end, you know, the end all be all, you know, whatever. And I don't think that. No, they're definitely not cheese. They're not like they're not game breaking by any means. Um, in in my in my, I, it's not like. Basically, I've been really good at, like I said, killing infantry with them. But, I mean, I guess I look at it like if these were just heavy bolters, it would be doing pretty much the, about the same job. And in some cases, a better job because I would be in range more often, being able to shoot more shots. If that, yeah. So, oh, yeah, I don't that know. Makes sense. I get that. Maybe. But, I mean, the assault cannon gets the extra shot. So, I, I guess it's kind of a wash. I'm definitely not saying... No, I, I like the extra strength, and I do like the rending. Um, most people keep their shit in cover when they know you have that many guns. Like, my, my army's a very shooty army, so you're not just going to stand your shit out in the open, or you shouldn't. So the rending isn't as big a deal because people are typically getting a four up or five up or whatever anyway when you do ignore their armor. So it's just making it a little, you know, one worse or whatever. No, Absolutely. Yeah, but there are certain armies that it's like murderous against, like Solar Auxilla. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I guess when all these things that I'm bringing up are against Legion stuff. Yeah. Now, I, if you're a Solar Ox player or a Mechanicum player, and you want to say that assault cannons are cheese, I empathize a little bit. Yeah. Because against you, yes, they're very. It's like a really. It's it's the rock to your scissors, hundred percent. Which when we if we talk about my second game that proved true, let's talk about it. Okay, well, so my first opponent, we'll go into that here in a minute. So my first opponent was my buddy Dave. Uh, he plays Alpha Legion, so uh, he's not. He doesn't. He has like one army, like you know what I mean. Like he doesn't have a lot of options to swap in and out for his army. So it's pretty much the units he has is the unit he has, and he. He still plays 30k, but he's been playing Infinity uh, as well, and he got way more into Infinity for like the last year and a half than 30k. So his his list was good a long time ago when the game like first came out. It was solid, but as you know, there's been a lot of things changed in a year and a half. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like the curve kind of left him behind a little bit, and he'll you know he'd admit to this too. So he's got like a lot of infantry and shit running around on foot. Um, cause he was used to just being alpha legion. I'll be able to infiltrate. So, uh, it was a problem against my list. Obviously when I have as much shooting as I do and you got a bunch of guys standing, not in tanks. So anyway, but his army was Armillus Dynat for his HQ. And then he had a master of signals. Uh, I'm going through this real quick. I'm not going to read all the war gear off. Um, then he had a primus Medicaid. Uh, then he had a Contemptor Dreadnought. It had a Carries and a uh, Power Fist with a Plasma Blaster. Then he had a full 10-man Destroyer Squad. 
uh, they had, we'll get into their war gear. So they had two of the rad missiles launchers and venom spheres. And then just, you know, whatever they normally come with beyond that. Then he had a Tartarus Terminator squad. Uh, he had two combi weapons in there. I think they were plasmas, uh, two chain fists. And then the other guys had axes, I think. Um, then he had a Lernaean Terminator squad with one plasma blaster in it uh, and one chain fist, and they had Venom Spheres. And then for troops, he had a fifteen-man tactical, two fifteen-man tactical squads. Um, the sergeants had power swords, and they had the additional close combat weapon bought for them. And then he had a three-man jet bike squad, and one of the guys had a multi-melta. And then he had a 10-man heavy support squad that all had Volkite Colverins. And then he had a Spartan with the typical Spartan stuff, uh, mm -hmm. except he didn't buy a Dozer Blade. I got on him about that. So he needs, if you're listening, Dave, put Dozer Blades on your Spartan. I know we talked about this yesterday, but... Um, then he also had a uh, Sikorin Venatar tank destroyer. So that was his army. So I basically told him his list isn't bad. He just needs to, in my opinion, instead of running these two 15-man tactical squads, he should either make them three, he should make them three 10-mans and put them all in rhinos with multi-meltas on them. Okay. So and he already has the rhinos. He just hasn't been able to do it. Gotcha. So, so like I said, my army is extremely mobile and has tons of shoot. And he has a bunch of foot slogging stuff, not in vehicles. So as you can imagine, this did not end well. The one's bright spot for him was the Spartan. I could just could not get that stupid thing open until turn four or five or whatever. When my, the turn my, my planes came in, I had like one random, like I was like, well, before I shoot like all these Krakens that are one shot weapons at this thing, I'll go ahead and fire this one predator with last cannons. And of course I roll a six followed by six and blow the Spartan up. <laughs> but then it led to hilarity because the destroyers had gotten out of that Spartan. And so I shot all the Avengers at them. And at this time he didn't have any vehicles left. So I shot my crack and penetrators at destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you enjoyed that. So it's pretty funny. And then the other hilarious moment in the game was I killed all the destroyers, but he had that Primus Medicae that was attached to him. And I shot all three Avenger bolt cannons on the Avengers at that Primus Medicae, standing by himself, and he didn't take a single wound. What a boss. <laughs> Tanked it all. Between, between Artificer Armor and Feel No Pain, he was like, you got like, imagine like an eight, like three A-10s swooping in on a man, a dude, yeah, just yeah. standing there. And they're just like, what? You know, just total like devastation, fucking smoke cloud, whatever. Dust it clears. clears. He's just standing there, fine, not a fucking scratch on him. Just looking at, just looking at the plane, just staring them down, like that kid from, uh, from Hangover Two. <laughs> after, <laughs> after he shoots that dude with a taser, he's just motherfucker. <laughs> gonna shoot so. the A10. But the mission for this game, it was a custom mission they had. So the it was me. I, I had the, the token. So what it was was every character in my army got a token, like a poker chip, and you set your character on it. So every sergeant, every independent character, all that got a token. And each of those tokens was worth one point. 
So he had to try to kill my characters and then claim the tokens. That's pretty cool. That's a cool idea. So essentially, I started with all the points because I think I had like six or whatever. So I had like all six to begin the game. And then over the course of the game, he was trying to kill the kill my guys and then um, take them. That's cool. I like that idea. I like that concept. The poker chip is kind of scary because like it like leaves them like this is him like well yeah a giant reminder the entire game where they're yeah. at. They were bright orange too, so oh, there yeah. was no missing them. <laughs> and then there was uh, bonus points for I think attrition and slay the warlord. So, so you, did, you did good. You done good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty good. So in my second game, I played uh, Chuck Ladd. And uh, oh, by the way, my buddy Dave, I'll, I'll put pictures up. He's got a beautifully painted Alpha Legion armor. We've talked about it before. He was the guy, he was the first guy I saw outside of Forge World that did that like uh, ghost tint over silver scheme. I mean, I, there may have been somebody else out there, but he was the first one I saw to do it. Now you see it everywhere. Can you send a picture of like, can you post a picture of all the armies? Yeah, I took a picture of every army that was there. Yeah, could you post that up? Like, I know you sent that out, and I know we saw like a shitload of Sakaar sure. Venators in there. I'll send it to you right now so you can look while we're talking. So, and then we'll get into List City 2.0. Drilling out these barrels on the top of the contemptor from Cal, the Cal contemptor for the exhaust. Hope it's not too loud. Like I can hear like, and I'm hoping it's not. Uh, I, I hear it a little. Bit. <clears throat> I got. I, there's a ton of pictures here, so I'll put. Uh, do you want me? I guess you already have pictures of the venue. Yeah, I got those pictures. I just sent you all these pictures. So the army painting wise, while we're on that subject, well, I mean, there's a lot of cool armies. There. Uh, so one of our listeners, he actually wrote in. Um, Tom Holland. We actually helped him with a list. Sweet. And he was there, and he had taken uh, the list I- idea that I had given him under consideration. And some of the, his list was he didn't have all the models done yet, but he's basically, you know, it was it was cool to like actually meet somebody face to face that had written in, and I helped him with a list or whatever. So we got to talk. He's a really cool guy. But there's a a really beautifully painted World Eater army in here where the white. So his white on his World Eaters was not. It had a little bit of a blue tint to it, as well as the you know the the blue that they already have on them, mm-hmm. and they were beautifully done, man. They were they were next level, like they were really cool. So, um, so it, you see these really nice world eaters. Those are his. Um, the the really pretty Alpha Legion guys with the the uh, Spartan. Well, the list that I just went over you. That's my buddy Dave's. That was my first round opponent, and then. See if I can find it on here. There was a really, uh, really nice looking Solar Ox army uh, that's like a, like an army green with like, uh, I think it was black, black and brown. It looked really cool. So there's an army in here that's got a bunch of, that has the most Mechanicum stuff in it. The Iron Warrior army with a ton of Mechanicum stuff in it. That was my second round opponent. He had like a Thanatar and some other stuff. We'll get into what he took here in a minute. It was really cool. Um, I know you saw uh, Jeff Crowley's list before the the Imperial Fist, the real pretty yellow Imperial Fist with a lot of black on them, the real bright yellow. Yeah, I saw them at uh, at Circle City My event. Yeah, and then there's two Ultramarine players, or two or three, but uh, Rob Strathman is the guy who originally did it, 
and he taught Zach Paget how to paint or how to use his airbrush or something. Um, and so he, they both use basically the same blends cause he taught him. So their armies, like it looks like the same person painted both armies. They're so close. It's really cool, but it's, it's two, just, it's two different distinct people painting it, but they're using all the same processes. So the armies look like it. So if you see two ultramarine armies that it's like, well, this is just like the same, whatever it's, it's two different people painting it. That's fucking cool, dude. And then I got a picture of my army in here. Uh, I have a display board. I think it's um, it's like three foot by two and a half foot, and I like probably couldn't squeeze one more model on it. I had so much bullshit because I just took a bunch of like cheap, you know, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much it. So you can see the pictures there. So anyway, this Iron Warrior army that I uh, uh, played, he had uh, Petarabo. For his Lord of War, then he took a uh, Forge Lord for his compulsory HQ, and the Forge Lord was in cataphracty armor with a servo skull, a combi weapon. I think it was a plasma, maybe, or maybe it was just a combi bolter. I don't remember. Uh, chain fist and cortex controller. Uh, then he had a Pravian, and the Pravian had artificer armor, uh, refract whatever the. Is it refractor or conversion field that's a four up or five up? Refractor field. Refractor field. Yeah, so he had an artificer armor, refractor field, and a power sword. And then the Pravian was attached to uh, six Vorax, and the Vorax were upgraded to have the poison weapons, um, which Tim will be happy to know they were brutal. Like, they only got to, we'll get into it, they only got to shoot me one time, but I was a absolutely shocked. That was the first time I'd fought against those guys and I was impressed. So if I definitely look into those, if you play Mechanicum, I think Vorax are pretty awesome. I know they get a lot of people shit on them because Castlax are better or whatever, but I like I was in this particular game, I was more impressed with them than the Castlax. So anyway, um, or what? just, well, we'll get to it. So for his troops, he just had two ten, you know, two naked 10 man tactical squads. Um, then he had a five-man cataphracty unit. Uh, they had a, a heavy flamer, two power fists, three chain fists, and the Forge Lord and Pedarapo was in that unit. And then he had a heavy support uh, Castellax unit. Um, he can take them as heavy support because when you include anything with a Cortex controller in your army, it unlocks it where you can take some. Uh, so I think it was can't remember how many was in the unit. I think it was two, a unit of two Castellacs, and I think they were just the basic ones with Mauler bolt cannons. Um, then he took a allied detachment of Legio Cybernetica, and he had an Arch Magos Dominus with Cyber Familiar, Machinator Array, or Machiner Array, Photon Thruster, and a Bayant. Um, then he had a unit of two Castellacs as troops. with uh, So it was two Castellacs in one unit, with Darkfire Cannons, and then he had another troop choice that was a single Castellax with Paragon of Metal with a Siege Wrecker. And then for Elite, he had a Domitar, and then for Heavy Support, he took a Thanatar. Damn, what kind of Thanatar? The standard one with the Plasma Mortar, the okay. good one. Okay. Um, and that was his army. It was twenty nine ninety seven. So it looked, it was a beautiful looking army, really well painted. He had the robots done up like in Iron Warrior colors and all that. And um, he kept uh, 
the Vorax and Pedarabo with all the Terminators and stuff in reserve. And remember, Pedarabo allows you to roll for reserves turn one. Yes, so the cool thing was the Vorax could come in from outflank turn one. Yikes. At least they can't charge, but they're, they're good at shooting as well, right? Well, so eat, so they each have two rotocannons. So there's he had six Vorax, each with two rotocannons, and they all have four up poison rounds. And because they're monstrous creatures, they have relentless, so they get to fire the full four shots from the salvo. So okay. each, one's, each one's shooting eight shots, and he had six of them. So it was 48 poison shots. Good God. And then on top of that, they have lightning guns on each guy. So it was another six lightning gun shots. And then you have the Pravian shooting his pistol. And Pravians have that... If you whatever hit once, they get preferred enemy. Right. So they all had preferred enemy, too. That's fucking nuts. So he popped his pistol at what? What, what did he unload on? He came in and shot my... I had a full five-man attack bike squadron with no wounds on it with my Praetor in it. And he killed the whole squad except... One attack bike, which I think he put a wound on, and my pray and put one wound on my Praetor as well. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> that that was a smart choice to kill, though. Like, yeah, because they would have unloaded right back at those fucking Vorax. <laughs> right, right. So I was really impressed with their shooting because I was ter- I was told him after the game. I usually my attack bikes don't usually die because they're pretty tough. They're dual wound models. Um, I usually put my Praetor out front and tank with him, and I'll look out, I'll tank with him, alternate tanking and looking out surring, and usually what ends up happening is I'll look out sir and put a wound on a guy, and then he'll either die off, or if he's still alive and and has one wound on him, I'll cycle him to the back of the squad on my next turn, right. so then if you shoot at me again, You're I can keep... more wounds off somebody else. Right, yeah. to keep him alive. Um, and I then... That, I learned that a stiff one. Yeah. Um, and then the other fun thing to do is if you keep your two, because I have two squads of attack bikes, I run them kind of close, but not super close together if I can. And if that, like, when you get into, like, danger, danger mode, if they chew through one squad, you can just jump over to the other squad with your Praetor. Yeah. Just zip him over. Because you can, you think you, the one squad can move 12 inches towards you and you can move 12 inches towards them. So as long as they're within 24 inches, you can join him to the other squad if things get hairy, which happened. <laughs> you say, good luck. Sorry. Pete. <laughs> so we had a good run boys <laughs> so yeah that that was i was pretty impressed with that the plasma mortar thanatar i mean it did what it did i have a bunch of bikes um so i spaced all my stuff out pretty far it didn't kill a whole bunch of crap just because i like i made sure it was more annoying for me because i had to space everything out and the only saving which i don't blame him the only tall building he had as a deployment zone to hide it was like all the way in one corner of the board. Now I, w- I went first, so he got to counter deploy. So we put it down there, which, and it shoots 48 inches. So what ended up happening is as the game went on, I was shifting all my things with the toughness value away from it and just moving tanks down to that end. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause those rotor cannons aren't going to like, well, no, 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 not the rotor, the Thanatar, the plasma oh, yeah. mortar. Okay. Okay. So, I, it could still hurt my tanks because all my tanks are armor eleven on the side, but you're you're way more likely just to strip a whole point, maybe do a damage result, than blow up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if if that hits a unit of bikes and I'm not careful about how I space them, it can kill. You know, you you can't jink it really because it makes you reroll successful cover saves and it's strength a, AP two, so you're not going to get an armor save. And it's going so, to kill the wounds. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, though, I have I do have attack bikes, so when he would shoot my attack bikes with it, 
if he did like three wounds, it would only kill one guy and put a wound on another guy instead of removing three models. So that's another reason I, I'm digging the attack bikes. The uh, jet bikes, the melt... Remember we talked about that? I, I was, wasn't was sure about the multi-melta jet bikes. Yep. I, I don't like them. Like official, it's official now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. And I was funny because my buddy Jacob took some for his Alpha Legion and he has the same complaint. So we got two people that both play in this meta here. We play here all the time and then we both went to the same event. He played two totally different opponents. And I asked him if he had one unit he hated in his army, and it was those guys. And they were my least favorite unit in my army as well. Why? Um, they're pretty expensive for what they are, and then you only get five shots. So, like, you're rolling five dice. It's inevitable that you always miss once or twice. So then you're only hitting with three shots, you know? Yeah. And then you rolled a wound... And then they're typically, even though they're AP1, if you're shooting an infantry, once again, they're typically going to get at least some type of cover save normally. Normally, people aren't just going to stand them in the open. So they're absolute horrid dog shit to fire at infantry. You usually kill maybe one guy. You're shooting like a 250-point unit at infantry and killing like a guy. And then when you shoot them at tanks, anything that's a count that's like expensive that you want to kill armored typically ceremony. has armored, armored ceramide on it. So they're not really that great at that. So then you're like locked into shooting like medium and light armor, which it's like, well, fuck, if these were like heavy bolters with Volkites, I could still just whole point this fucking thing out as opposed to, you know, shooting this with Meltas or whatever. So in the first game I played him, he's got a Contemptor, which is 13, what are there, 13, 12, 11, 10. Oh, Contemptor Cordis or Contemptor? Normal Contemptor. They're 13... 13, 12, 10, I believe. Mm. I know they're 12 on the side. Yeah, but I think they're 11 on the back. I think Cordis are 10 on the back. Okay. Well, anyway, regardless, <clears throat> I don't want to shoot them at like 12 to 24 because it's just strength 8, and I know I'm going to miss with some shots. So I'm thinking if I just shoot this thing with three strength 8 shots, it's armor 13, then I'm going to have to roll fives or sixes just to glance and pin, and then he's going to get his invol, right? Right. So I'm like, well, I need to get within Melter range to really get the effect because this is the one thing that does have Armored Ceramite. Yeah, you're right, 13, 12, 10. Yeah. So I move in within 12, and I make sure I get right at that 12-inch boundary. And I shoot at the stupid Contemptor, and between rolling misses and rolling like one, like one low on, you know, pinning armor or whatever, and then him getting invul saves and cover saves... I think I did like I did it where he, I did one whole point and made it where he had to snap fire. So then on his turn he promptly just charges the jet bikes and murders them <laughs> with the same dreadnought. Um Yeah, and in the turn before that they shot at infantry and did nothing. I shot at a bunch of infantry and I think he failed one cover save and lost a model. And uh like they were pretty good in combat then. They were loaded out for combat, or who? The jet bikes, like your. What do you mean? Lo like, no, of course not. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, he, they just hopped in combat. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. No, 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 no. I I don't understand what you're saying. Well, you said you popped him with a melt gun, but I, I, I realize where where I was off now. Never mind. I get. Yeah, it. I was just shooting at infantry with multi meltas. Yeah. So I shoot five multi meltas. I think I hit three or four times. I think three times. 
you know, rolled the wound, did three wounds, and he made two cover saves, failed one. So he killed a guy. And then on the next turn, I, I went after the Contemptor, and he did one whole point, and they charged me, and they died. Um, in the second game, I, like, tried to use him as a flanking force over there, like on the that corner with the Thanatar, and I deployed him over there, and he counter-deployed the Thanatar over there, so the Thanatar shot the mortar at him and killed, like, two. Um, and then they were shooting at Castellax, and they put, like, a couple wounds on Castellax. And then at some point, he killed a couple more, and they failed a break check and drove up, flew off the table. <laughs> Fuck. Never again. No, I'll use them just because they're cool models. Like, I'm still like I'm still taking them to Adepticon. I'm not taking them out of the list, but I was not impressed. If I wish Forge World would fix the damn rules on the heavy support ones and make the Volkite upgrade free. Yeah. Then I run cool. them. It's it's one of those things like I'm not gonna spend, I'm not gonna pay like whatever they are with the Volkites on them to up. It's ten more points on top of the forty five, so I'm not gonna spend fifty five points on a single jet bike with a Volkite Colvaron, just not. So, but they would be way better with that weapon on them. Michael dropped something. He looks very disappointed right now. That was a flamer tip. It's gone forever. <laughs> it was a Sisters of Battle flamer tip, not a fl- Sisters of Battle. Uh, uh, Sister of Silence, Sisters of Silence, like flamer tip that I was putting. You can find it. You have a hardwood floor. You'll find it. Yeah, but like it's like there's other stuff down here that like is also bits. Like, uh, uh, <laughs> like it's it's about it's about the size of like a bit. It's tiny. Like it's 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 smaller than a normal flamer. Which is why I used it because I'm making a 30k hand flamer. And yeah. yeah, it's down there now. It's gone forever. Guess they're not getting a hand flamer. Oh well. Yeah. I tried. So in the in the second game, you know, I gotta play against these Mechanicum robots. I have so many like assault cannons, cyclone twin link cyclone missile launchers on the um javelins. I got a the four Predator cannons on the Predators. I have a Scorpus Whirlwind. I have that Accelerator Auto Cannon on the Sakaran. I have a smattering of Laz Cannons. And then most importantly, I have three of those uh, evil, evil Avenger Strike Fighters. Mm-hmm. And Mechanicum robots that are fairly high toughness, but you know have like a medium amount of wounds, but they just have a three-up armor, do not like really any of that stuff. Nope. Like, you go through them in a hurry. Oh, also sniper vets. They definitely don't like sniper vets. Uh, his Thanatar, I came in from outflank with sniper vets and jumped out and shot one volley, rapid fire, you know, 20 shots with sniper bolters and killed a full full wound Thanatar in a single. Just shot it. Which I, I didn't think that would happen. I, really, I figured I'd put a couple wounds on it and then it would just casually turn and waste the squad with the plasma mortar. Right. And then... Like, my goal was to, my hopes were, because they come out of a rhino with an assault cannon, so my hopes were to soften it a little bit with those guys and then shoot the assault cannon off the um, uh, rhino and maybe get, like, a rend where it makes it hard for him to, you know, get his save. And then he'd kill him, and then the next turn I would have another unit free to, you know, finish the thing off. But they ended up just coming in, jumping out, and going, we got killing it. it. We got it. Just yeah. aiming their aiming their bolters like at its neck and, and shit. And on the other <laughs> side, the squad came in on the other side 
and shot a Domitar and put it all the way down to one wound, I think. Or maybe just killed it. I don't remember. But they fucked that other robot up, too. <laughs> so they were, like, not playing when it came to Mechanicum robots at all. You need to make, like, some little special symbol every time they kill a Mechanicum robot. Like a little gear or something. Put on their shoulder pads. Yeah. So, so the Vorax, what ended up getting them, I fired my javelins came in on that side from like they came in turn one. So my javelins came in on outflank from outflank right next to the Vorax on turn two. So I shot my whole javelin squadron into him. And then I shot the one attack bike and the Praetor that was left into him. And I think I shot a single predator with last cannons into him and softened him up a lot. And then I charged in with my Praetor with a uh, blade of perdition and killed the rest of them. I think he had four robots in the Pravian left because I, the way I was shooting, I put wounds on a bunch of them, but I didn't kill like whole whatever. So I, when I charged in, it was four robots in the Pravian. I challenged the Pravian, did eight wounds to him with Blade of Perdition, which killed, he only has two, so it killed him, and then six carried over and killed two more robots. And then, so then the uh, two robots that were left fought back and killed the one attack bike he was with. So he was on his own. But then in the next round of combat, because he's I five, he fought first and he did four wounds. And I think one robot had one wound left and the other one had full, but it four was enough to kill the rest of them. Yikes. That's fucking badass, dude. So that, that Praetor with blade of perdition killed four Vorax and a Pravian. In close <laughs> just went to fucking on town. his own. Like he had an attack bike with him, but the guy didn't, yeah, he basically just he he basically took it, took a wound that the Praetor would have had to make a four up save against, uh, and then other than that, the Praetor, you just know, killed fucking handle yeah. business like like he does with now, the British. He did. I don't remember what the order was. I don't know if he misunderstood or maybe I didn't tell him before. Maybe it was already in combat or maybe he he'd never played Blood Angels before, so he didn't know how the Blade of Perdition worked. So in a challenge, because you use the toughness of the model you're fighting in a challenge, yeah, it actually like him accepting the challenge. Then I put eight wounds on the guy and then six bled over. Fucking he would have been better. Well, he would have been better off to not accept. Yeah, and then you would have had to fight against the toughness of the unit. Right, which yeah. still it's going from a four up or a three up to wound because he's tough four versus strength four, but I get plus one to wound, so I yeah. need threes. So it would have been a four two. Up. Two needing fives, because I would need a six to wound oh. the robots, but it goes to a five. Which is a huge difference, though. Like, it is. And I, I should have explained it better. I felt bad. And what happened was he's like, well, I wouldn't ever accept that challenge, which I understood. And I'm like, oh, well, I, I offered to go back. Like, I'm like, well, we can redo it. Like, I don't care. Like, put him, you know, put him back. But he was like, nah, it's no big deal. I mean, it's just for fun. He wasn't, like, mad about it. Um, But, that's a, like, you know, that it's is, a, like, such a smart tactic, though. All you Blood Angels players out there <laughs> always challenge the Pravian. <laughs> yeah smart. if you can i mean but i mean anybody that like he, if he i'm chuck was a he was a you could tell he's a smart guy he's he wouldn't fall for that again so it's one of those things he i guarantee he processes and then goes well i'll never i'll not get caught by that again <laughs> does this guy have that squirrely sword yeah okay well i'm gonna turn this challenge down <laughs> i thought that so, angels got something special on the in the challenge but no no. That's cool. That's a smart yeah, that's a smart move. Good job. 
but um yeah that was i to be honest when i, I challenged i would just i just made sure i challenged cuz i figured he would turn it down and when you turn down that guy doesn't get a fight so i was just like well this just let me just makes get it, him out of the way yeah just get him out of the way where i don't have these attacks you know coming in that's what was really my goal and then he was like ah hell i'll i'll, I'll fight and i'm like all right um <laughs> fucking sweet and then um don't, don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> so cool man it's pretty good but the blade the the my my sniper vets in both games were extremely good so i really i'm really happy with the marksman vets in the army um the attack bikes are always good. The Avengers were the thing to me that stuck out. Like they murdered everything they shot at, other than that one um, Primus Medicaid that gave no fucks. Dig it, dude. I uh, I'm very aware of how not fun Avengers are to play against. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're super fun. They're just uh, you just really have to have something prepared to handle them. So. Not really anything special. Like, if you just have a fire raptor, like, a fire raptor can come on, because they're only two hole points. Yeah. And they're armor 10 on the side. So, if you can just, like, you come in with a fire raptor, say they had two of them, and you point, like, the nose gun at one, and then just shoot an auto cannon battery at the side of another one, I mean, they're going to have to at least jink. If they don't, you're going to shoot them both down. <laughs> I shot my, uh, my melta gun from a leviathan at it. I was like, ah! Poof, fired up in the air and it was like I straight up rolled a six I was like hey and then I rolled like double ones to penetrate I was like fuck right <laughs> like super That's easy fun. yeah but anyway like I feel like just a single fire raptor would give them troubles now the the thing is you're gonna have to look at your turn manipulation though because if if you go at the top of the turn order so if you go first and your fire raptor flies on and then they get to fly on after you, they're going to shoot your fire after down. Yeah. But if they come in before your fire after and your fire after gets first crack at them, you should be able to kill or at least make two of them jink, no problem. Maybe three. Because here's the thing. They all come in. They have to come in from this the same point on the board. Right. Because the suborbital strike wing. So if you think about it, a fire after can shoot, if it pointed in one direction, you could shoot all four missiles at one as, as your four primary weapons you're firing at one right. then use power of the machine spirit to fire the the main gun the avenger twin linked avenger cannon at a second one and then the auto cannon batteries on the side have a special rule where they can always fire at a different target and always at full ballistic skill so you could shoot one of those at another one if you lined it up right so you could potentially kill all three or make all three jink with a single fire after if you position the model right you just gave out the cheat code on how to beat Avengers, bro. <laughs> just that's the cheat code, boys. <laughs> just take a fire raptor, and you're always gonna have fun with the fire raptor too. <laughs> it's good, yeah, yeah. It's it's my it's. I think the Avenger is my favorite flyer, and it's probably my second fire raptor. If you if you want to stick to because there's a lot of people that get hung up on they don't want Imperial Navy units in their army. They just want a like a flyer piloted by a Marine. The Fire Raptor is the way to go. Yeah, for sure. I always forget it has a machine spirit. That's a big deal. Yeah, because you can fire all four missiles at one thing, fire the nose gun at something else, and then fire the autocannons at two other things. So you can shoot four four different targets with it when it comes in. 
It's brutal. I want to. Do you have a Do you have a Blood Angels Fire Raptor? Yep. Send me a pic whenever you get a chance. I want to see that. I feel like I've seen it before, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's right there. Do you want me to grab it? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Grab it. <laughs> just let me just see this bad boy real quick, and just pop a picture whenever you get a chance. Entertain. But. Oh yeah, dude, that looks freaking solid. Pretty so, man. I'll send you a picture. I've been meaning to pick up those uh, Custodes transfers because they have all those like golden like decorations and stuff. And okay, I'm th- I was thinking about oh, picking. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Putting some on the uh, side of my Thunderhawk and some of the like on the side of a Spartan or a Land Raider or stuff like that. Definitely on the side of a Fire Raptor. I kind of want a Fire Raptor now. Pretty cool. I like it a lot. I've used this one a lot. Here we go. Let me send it to Michael. Did you get the pictures of all the armies at the event? Yeah. They all came in. I may actually just post those right now. All 27 pictures. There's your Fire Raptor. All right. Ready to knock some lists out? I'm ready. All right. So first list first, boys. World Eaters. You World Eater player, go ahead and get out y'all's pen and paper because here comes a World Eaters list. 2,500 points. Pride of the Legion. Let me go ahead. So this came from a guy, Hurricane. It's 3,000 points. He has 2,500 right now, and he's trying to increase it to three. Gotcha. 3,000 points. So they, it was titled, How to Grow 2.5K to 3K World Eaters After Meltagate. <laughs> so first off, Hurricane, thank you for these beautiful pictures of the World Eaters you've already started. Like, I am digging. Like, out of everything, I, I love your World Eaters, man. I like the conversion work you did on some of, like, the Age of Sigmar stuff coming out because they look like what world leaders would look like when they're first transferring over to chaos like just starting to get that corn feeling inside that they're not they're not like super corn but they're like you can tell they're transitioning over um but man dude the weathering like this shit's crazy i i dig it man especially that leviathan with the dual the dual chain fist hands yep see his models are definitely beautiful so, all right. So he said, Hey, Michael and Ryan, those two woolly woofters from the Eye of Horus took a, li- took a look at this list previously, but I'm finding that it doesn't have enough teeth to get the job done now, especially since Meltagate. Could you help me out? I have a bunch of bare resin that needs a bit of a guiding hand. Whilst I would prefer to stay with the models I do have, I am able to expand my collection. Essentially, what I like to do is go forward and rip face list. I prefer to take the ride of war that hurts more when I am in their deployment. Currently, the bones of the list I want to salvage has the following. A Legion Praetor in Artificer Armor, Bolter, Digital Lasers, Iron Halo, Paragon Blade, and the Thunder Hammer. And he uses really badass fucking, like... That's the Age of Sigmar model, I'm guessing, yeah? I haven't seen that anywhere um, else, but... Yeah, it's probably one of the new corn models. I think it's the one that comes in the starter box. That like icon thing looks familiar. It may not be. I don't know, but it's awesome looking. Yeah, he's got the uh, tails from the crypt face. 
So, I think it's the starter box Age of Sigmar Corn Lord guy that comes with the little hound. He looks fucking sweet, though. He then he's also got a Damocles Command Rhino, just a pile of resin at the moment, but will guide my drop pods behind enemy lines. Eh, yeah, maybe not behind enemy lines, but close. Uh, an apothecary attachment. He's got two Legion Apothecaries. Both have Artificer Armors. Both have Chain Axes. Uh, these two will split up and go with my Tactical Squads. Yeah. Go squat my Tactical Squads. Solid looking dude. Those those Chain Axes, man. Like, Are those the GW Chain Axes? They've got that like... They've got a weird curve to them. I dig it. I dig it anyway. A Contemptor Cortis Dreadnought Talon. Two Cortis Dreadnoughts. Carapace Mounted Havoc Launcher. Both arms, close combat weapons with inbuilt, inbuilt twin-linked bolter. Below is the finished first one, my second one in progress. I intend to run these guys behind the Spartan more as bullet magnets or target situation, causing my opponent to have to choose what to shoot at. The Havoc launchers are supposed to make sure they are not ignored. So, yeah, he has two... Well, he's got, he sent us a World Eater Contemptor, and he used the uh, Blood Angels talons on that bad boy. So... He looks extra fucking wicked. Looks so his good. Base, his basing looks really good, too. Oh, yeah. The only thing... If I could be critical of this at all, it'd be the legs. Because he looks like he's just chilling. It looks like he just slapped that wall in half <laughs> just to, like, really? make I don't, noise. I think the legs look all right. Like, like, you see that wall that his hand's going through? Yeah. Like, you know how he, like, said that he wants to use it to uh, be a bullet magnet? It looks like people were ignoring him, so he like hit the wall like in a tantrum. <laughs> One thing I do want to know is, do those studs on the shoulder pad come with the World Eater Dreadnought? Some of there, there are certain Forge World ones that have that. Like the Emperor's Children one, I know has it. Emperor's um, Children, so I don't know. Death Guard for sure. I didn't know if this dude has it, but if not, if you made those, I'd like to know how you did it. Even though I just basically called your legs, called you out on your legs. I but. think they look fine. Just <laughs> then he's got a Red Butcher Squad, which is five Butcher Terminators, five second power axes. Oh, the, so all five of them have the second. They have two power axes. Yep. Uh, the Devoured has a Chain Fist and a th- Thunder Hammer uh, with dedicated Legion Spartan Assault Tank, Armor Ceramite, Desert Blade, Fire Shield. The Spartans still bear resin. At present, the Praetor is going to ride with these folks. I cannot wait to see what you do with that Spartan. And he used the the new uh, Red Butcher theme that they have in book six, where like they're starting to get red around the... Yeah. Yeah, so they look fucking great. I like how all his power weapons are also green. Yep. Then he has uh, two Legion... Tom, Tom Holland, the guy that had the World Eater list at this event, his work green too. I like That's it. Cool. I love me some green. Because like you think... Because like, you can't do them blue, because you're white and blue, you know? So he's yeah. like taking it to next level. And that red and green, red, green, and white, little Mexico flag butchers. I dig <laughs> it. Uh, two Legion tactical squads, both nine times tactical Marines with chain axes, sergeant with artificer armor and power fist. I have a bunch more Mark Mark three and Mark four sitting half painted like below. So dig it. So here's the problem with this. You can't take tactical Marines and squads in nine. Well, he said he's got sergeant with artifice armor, nine legion tactical marines, and then a sergeant with artifice armor. But he's putting. Go to the next part of the list, and we'll get back to this argument, or not argument, but what's going on. Oh, the, okay. 
Next, he's got two anvilus pattern drop pods for the tactical squads. Unfortunately, bare resin at present. And he's going to put apothecaries in the units? Yeah, so they won't all fit. So, pride of the Legion, here you come. Right. Okay. But but then it's like, we he needs to send me another email or send me a Facebook. Well, we'll I'll give him my list and we'll go over some options for him of what he can do. Well, so, his uh, his Mark IV Marines that he painted up have pretty cool looking bolters. So when you do make the transition for him, <laughs> well, I think he should go Pride of the Legion anyway. I think World Eaters work with it well. We'll get there when we get there. Go ahead and go through the rest of his list. Okay, next up is a Leviathan Siege Pattern Talon. Uh, so he's got a Leviathan Siege Pattern Dreadnought with Armored Ceramite Dreadnought Drop Pod, Leviathan Siege Drill, a Snippy Claw. Phosphex Discharger. I have a spare Snippy Claw that I could swap the drill out for, make it a little bit more points efficient. So basically, he's got the dual uh, drills on his Leviathan. But I would just leave it modeled with dual drills and just tell people, like, here's the claw if you want me to put it on it, but it looks cooler with dual drills, but I'm going to play it as if it had one of each. Just carry the claw around. Look, I, I brought it if you're going to make me do this. Uh, so but, yeah, but Ph- Phosphex Discharger, solid. And then it yeah. looks like you also get the flamers on there. I get it. Moving up to 3K, I have a spare Spartan and another 10 red butchers. Good Lord. I have a buttload of plastic Mark III and Mark IV. I even have 10-man breacher squad I was saving for the 6th Legion that I yeah, can save, retask. save them for something else. Yeah. Let me know what direction you think I should take with this force. P.S. Fuck you, Ryan. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first off, if you're going to stick to... Because he said something about running the Crimson Path, Right of War. Right. This list won't be legal for that because you can't... You either have to drop the Apothecaries and just not have the Apothecaries in it. Or you need to swap over to Caribbean. Pride of the Legion so you can take veteran tacticals as troops and then make nine-man squads to put the Apothecaries with them so they fit in the Dreadclaws. Or... Um, if you take, if you dig- downgraded the Praetor to a Delegatus, the Delegatus has its own special unique right of war that allows you to take veteran tacticals as troops. So that's really your only options. So the problem becomes, so what I did to fix it, because you're going up to 3K, what I did to fix it was if you just take Pride of the Legion so you can take these guys as troops. Now, that being said, when you go Pride of the Legion, you have to have as many Legion, one more Legion Astartes unit than you do non-Legion Astartes unit. Because you have two Cortis Contemptors, a Leviathan, a Dreadnought Drop Pod, a Spartan, and two Dreadclaws, that puts you at seven non-Legion Astartes units. You're going to have to have eight. And currently, in this particular build, you only have four. You have the two Tactical Squads, the... Red Butcher Squad and the Praetor. And the fucking jury is out on the Apothecaries. So I personally don't think they count because they're like an upgrade to a unit. We talked about it uh, a couple episodes back where they become a permanent member of a unit, just like a sergeant or whatever. So I don't really know because it says units and those guys clearly aren't a unit. They, they can never be taken on their own to ever become a unit. Right. So, so anyway, Pride of the Legion with your 
this like with just the stuff that you have here wouldn't work. You would have to drop um, probably the Cordis Contemptors to add in some more Legion of Stardy stuff. Going up to 3K, you can keep all this stuff, but the extra points that you put in are all going to have to be non-Legion or Legion of Stardy stuff to make up for all this non-Legion of Stardy stuff you have. So that's basically what I did. So the list I came up with at 3,000 to make it legal and to also work with every model you have is to make it Pride of the Legion so it's all of your stuff. So so every model that you have in your other list. Then I added Galen Serlak, the new uh, Apothecary character from Book 6, um, which he'll just go with your Praetor and your Red Butchers and your Spartan. And then I added another... Uh, I had to take a base Centurion, so no, no, none of the consoles, just a base Centurion with Artificer Armor Power Axe. And he's like 75 points, but he's a actually really good beat stick because he's five attacks. Well, with World Eaters, he's six Power Axe attacks on the charge on a two-wound Artificer Armor character for only 75 points. Solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. Um, and he can either go in the Spartan with your... Uh, Red Butchers, or he can go in this other thing that I add later. So then for troops, I took your two 10-man tactical squads and just made them two nine-man veteran squads. Um, the sergeant has Artificer Armor Power Fist, just like your guys are armed. Um, you can give them any veteran skill you want, so you can give and you can switch between battles according to the rules. You know, rules is written. Right um, before the game starts, even. So you could give them Weapon Master, you could give them uh, Marksman, so then they could... Uh, well, you can't outflank a Dreadclaw, but you could give them a Marksman so that on a turn they could arrive, you could get out and bolt or somebody. The other advantage to these guys over normal tacticals is veterans have an extra attack on their profile, plus they're dual-armed, and they keep their bolter all for free. They just come with it, and then World Eaters gives you Rage, so these guys are five attacks a dude on the charge, which is really good. We've talked about that before. Uh, so there's two of those, and then the Red Butchers are exactly how you have them in the Spartan, exactly how you had it before. Um, then I added in a third Legion Veteran squad, and it's seven Legion Veterans. They have machine killers, uh, and every single guy in the squad has a combi Melta, including the Sergeant. And, oh, all these Veterans, by the way, they've all swapped their chain swords for chain axes for free. I think that's a given. I don't really need to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So even these machine killer guys have chain axes. Um, they're on there. Uh, I didn't buy a transport for them yet. We'll get to that. So then for elites, I have your two concord, your two uh, Cordis Contemptor dreadnoughts in the Talon, just how you have them armed. Um, I have your two apothecaries exactly the same how you have them armed that will now fit in the dread claws with the veterans. Um, for your third fast attack choice, I took three attack bikes with multi meltas on them. And then the the riders on the attack bikes will trade in their uh, ch uh, chain swords for chain axes. Um, we talked on last episode about why I like world eaters on uh, attack bikes. Also, in this list, it's just a cheap, effective, multi-wound unit that's also Legion Astartes to get your Legion Astartes count up where you can take non-Legion Astartes units for Pride of the Legion. So that's the other reason for including them. Uh, plus, they fit your theme of rushing forward and keeping up with the tanks. Uh, then for heavy support, I have a Leviathan uh, Dreadnought, exactly how you have it armed with the Snippy Claw and the 
uh, drill and the phosphex and the armored ceramite, and it's in the dreadnought drop pod. And then for a second heavy support choice, I took a land raider proteus with dozer blade and armored ceramite, and your machine killer vets will go in that thing. And you can also put your uh, you could put your centurion in with them, or you could put your centurion in with your Spartan guides. They'll fit in either. Right. So now this gives you like some anti tank as well, like versus what he right. Wants. So the Proteus has the twin link glass cannons on it, and then the then you have seven guys with the combi melters with you know the the uh, machine killer, which will give you anti tank. Then the attack bikes give you more multi melters for anti tank. And then you still have all your old anti-tank. But most importantly, this uses all of the models that you already have painted and done and then own. Every single one uh, equipped exactly the way you have them. Um, but it's legal now. Where before, I don't, you know, there was no way to do it. Yeah, your apothecaries would have to not ride. <laughs> right. Sorry, and I understand room. him wanting to run Crimson Path, but if he wants to run Crimson Path, you can't do normal tacticals with apothecaries and put them in a dread call. It won't work. So you have to either run bigger squads and put them in Charybdises. Which is doable. 19 man. Doable, but he already owns the normal dread calls, it sounds like. So I didn't want to yeah. just be like, throw these things away. So I don't, he needs to kind of tell me now that he knows that the list that he had before didn't work. We kind of have to pick a direction. There's, he's going to have to give somewhere if he doesn't want to run something similar to what I just said. He's going to either going to have to cut down, go Pride of the Legion, and maybe get rid of a Cortis. Like he said, he didn't have the other one done. Depending on how far along he is in the process. Well, we talked about that though. If you put him in a Talon, it only counts as one according to Forge World. Yeah. So that doesn't really save. It just saves him some points. Um. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's kind of a sticky situation based on the units he has trying to make it work with pride of the legion right it's just really dreadnought heavy i mean really the pride of the legion it kind of gets with the with the leviathan and the dreadnought drop pod and the two cortices taking up three of your slots you then like have to offset that by three things that have legion astartes which normally isn't a problem but usually when you take things that are legion astartes you then have to buy vehicles to put them in, which then puts you right back at square one. Yeah. So that's why I threw the attack bikes in there because they, I put a bunch of characters in because the characters obviously join other things and don't need their own ride. And then things like bikes or jet bikes, if you like jet bikes better, um, stuff like that. Or even if you like, I just didn't like the go-to is like quad mortars cause they're cheap and you can buy one and you can take like three individual quad mortars. Right but I don't feel like it fit the, fit the theme of this list. Like, it feels like exactly what it is. I threw these in to make so Pride of the Legion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how I feel with my Tech Marine every time. Which some lists it works in, like we, uh, Tom from Geno52, he's got an Ultramarine list, and he's doing that to make Pride of the Legion work. But his list, the way it's themed, he's got a good, like he's got a Scorpus and he's got some heavy support, like stuff that sits back and shoots to go with the quads. And then he has deep striking stuff, and then he has stuff that rushes forwards of vehicles. So it's very ultramarine because it's like they got all bases covered, and it fits his theme. It doesn't seem, it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb of, oh, you did this just for this reason. <laughs> if you that makes tech sense. Marine in your world, eater right? List. So it's not that that is a valid tactic to make Pride of the Legion work, but it just it only fits certain themes, and it doesn't fit here, in my opinion. No, you're absolutely right. 
So anyway, that that's that's what I came up with uh, for you, man. So if you, uh, you can hit me back, uh, hit me up on Facebook or email me again or whatever, and we can talk, you know, more about this if you know want other options or things to do. If you if you really really like Crimson Path, like really do, and you're willing to sell off those anvilists you don't have built yet or use them for a different army. Uh, hit me up and we'll put some cryptosis in your army and definitely get you rocking. And that's a dude that like I've seen like Crimson Path units on the 30k World Eater Facebook group that are Charybdi coming down with apothecaries, right? And then like just 19 dudes rushing out of a Charybdis, yeah. Turn well, it's 19 guys plus an apothecary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and then, then we we wouldn't have this restriction of non Legion and Legion of Stardy, so you could get rid of the Centurion that I threw in there. Uh-huh. You know, like he fits the theme, like, but he really is a throw in just to get another Legion of Stardy's unit. But I, but I found, you know, he does fit the theme. Good gracious, man! If he were to run like, like two Charybdis or two Charybdi, forty dudes, no, no Red Butchers. No, he the Red oh. Butchers and the Spartan are fine. Well, I was thinking, like, if you were to run, like... Or you could do this. You could take the Red Butchers and leave them on their own and put them in one of the Anvilluses you have. Yeah, but a five-man. Yeah, five-man. Yeah, five-man and an Anvilus, and then run your two big troop units, like you're saying. Yeah. And then take your other Anvilus and put the Cortis, one of the Cortises in, and then keep the Leviathan in the Dreadnought Drop Pod, and that gives you five Drop Pods. That's, that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Yeah, and then take your Spartan... Uh, which he said he doesn't, it's not built. So, but you could take your Spartan and, and take another unit to start on the table or, you know, there's a lot of options there. That's what I'm saying. Like, but he needs to, I need more information. Like it would be better if I could sit, you know, face to face instead of just getting a list and then getting back to him a week later and, and whatever. For but go, going off the information I have, that's the list I came up with, but he does have other options depending on if he's willing to, repurpose models, not run certain things, you know, what, whatever he wants to do. Go the two Charybdis route. <laughs> but going off the models that he has without changing any of the models he has, that's the best I can do. Pride of the Legion, boy. It's still a good list. I mean, it's still a very fun list. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Built. Still, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I like it. Yeah. yeah. All right, dude. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Night Lord list. Ready? Uh, it's right here. Yep, I got it. Okay. So this comes from Andrew. Andrew says, Hi guys, love the podcast. Makes work in the night shift go by so much faster. Anyway, I have a 2500 Night Lord list for Yas to look at. <laughs> for y'all to look at. Kurs and the Praetor will be rocking around in the Spartan with those terms. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Any changes are welcome. Keep up the awesome podcast. Cheers. Andrew Cannon from New Zealand. Love it. New Zealand. So, yeah. And then I sent him an email back that informing it being the, the, like the asshole that has to like explain, uh, jump infantry, jump infantry cannot go in vehicles. So curse cannot ride at anything. So he cannot go in the Spartan. So you kind of have to rethink, you have to, at that point, the way you had the list built, Kurz wouldn't fit with anything. So he had to rework it 
and then he sent me a new list. So the the new list is what I went back over. So do you have a copy of the new list? If not, I have it right here. Yeah, you said that. Said just reading your email. I'm afraid I have to be a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he says, no yeah. problem, dude. Did not know that recurs. Lucky I hadn't ordered the Spartan for Forge World yet. Anyway, here's a new list I made. It's on yep. Notepad, so it should be all good for you to read. The idea is for half the pods to drop. Sevatar will be with the vets and will drop first so Kurz and his termies can deep strike within six inches and not scatter second turn. If by dice, let him come in. Not sure how well it will hold up. Any changes are welcome, but I still like to run terror squads because I find them so fun to play. Love the podcast. Cheers. So, boom. So, he got... He's running the Terra Assault Ride of War. It's a 2,500-point list. Uh, his HQ, he's got a Sevitar. Uh, and his troop choice, he's got a 10-man Terror Squad, 10 Volkite Chargers. Uh, the Headsman has Artificer Armor and Nostrum and Chainglaive. Inside of a Legion Drop Pod, he has that again. Uh, he's so Actually, three times. He has three of that unit. So 10 yep. Volkite Chargers and Headsman. You, you basically have to. Terror Assault says you have to take three compulsory troops, and then it also states all compulsory troops must be terror squads. Right. So he took them. He, he yeah. fulfilled it. Uh, in his elite choice section, he's got a veteran tactical squad, nine of them. Uh, Sergeant has artificer armor and a Nostrum chain glaive and a legion drop pod. Sevatar goes in there. Sevatar will rock out with them. In the Terminator, he took a Terminator squad, uh, eight, have cataf- eight, eight of them in cataphractic armor, Five have a single lightning claw, two and a half chain fist. Uh, Sergeant has chain fist, grenade harness, and a Volkite charger. So that's a, like, you're a big proponent of the single lightning claw too, right? On certain certain ones. Like these guys, because terror assault uh, gives you plus one initiative when you charge, if yeah. it's night fighting and you have prolonged night fighting, the lightning claw going at I-5 will clear out a lot of stuff. Gotcha. Um, same thing with Blood Angels. Uh, uh, what are the fucking... We just talked about that Red War. The one you're doing. Red Day of Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. Yeah, because on the charge, you get plus one. Um, and, and then, then on Sons children. of Horror, Sons of Horror, well, Emperor's Children, too, would be good on, but they get the spear, so you probably want to go with the spear over the claw, because the spear's AP2 on the charge. Right. So, the other good one with the claw are Sons of Horus, because Sons of Horus get an extra attack at I1 if they've, not, if they've already fought higher in the initiative order. Right. So it gives you an extra attack. So it, it, you get bang for your buck. So those are the three that I think it's good. I don't like dual lightning claw for what we talked about last week. Like dual lightning claw is 10 points more than a single lightning claw. Plus you're giving up your combi bolter just for an extra attack. Right. Which I think's not good. <laughs> so I think he took that advice last week and it's running single lightning claws. Or maybe yeah. he knows that the initiative five is great. Right. So we've talked about this before yeah. on past podcasts. So if he listens, he's probably heard it before, and he may have come up with it on his own. So no, yeah, I get it. I just remember you talked about it last podcast. So I had to bring it up. Yeah. So heavy support. He's got a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought, two Leviathan Siege Claws. Whoa. Two le- twin linked Volkite Calvers, Armored Ceramite, Phosphorus Charger, Legion Dreadnought Drop Pod. So, and last but not least, Lord of War with. Uh, He's got his Conrad Kurz. So what'd you do? Okay. Besides All probably right. remove that two claws. Oh no, siege claws. No, yeah. Okay. Go yeah. I, yeah, this claws are the base one. He just probably didn't want to spend the points for the yeah. the the drill. Um 
So I got rid of Sevatar. Sorry, Night Lords guys, but he's very subpar for his points. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. Shots and fired. He, Shots fired, boy. Just saying. Um, he's very cool in the books. He's one of my favorite characters in the books. Aaron Dembski Bowden did a good job with him, but who on the tabletop? Not great. You're not great. Um, <laughs> so I swapped him for a a chaplain with uh, artificer armor and jump pack. Uh, then I, for troops, I took the same squads that he has. I think they're identical. Let's see. Artificer armor, chain glaive, uh, drop pod. Yeah, they're, they're identical to the ones he has. Or Volkite. Do they have Volkite? Hopefully. Oh, yeah, they have it. Volkite chargers. Sorry, hang on. Oh, no, they don't. Why didn't they? Only the sergeant has them. Oh, I messed that up. Uh-oh. Well, we'll read the list anyway, but I kind of messed it up. So, I only gave the sergeant in these units Volkite chargers. Well, what it was, it was, remember I was telling you we were doing this in the car? Yeah. So, what happened was Duncan, when he was trying to do it, he just put it on the sergeants instead of on every guy in the squad. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, What's the point difference? Um. Well, here let's just fix it real quick. We're just gonna we're just gonna fight through these technical difficulties. Let's find out what the point difference is. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's probably a lot because Volkite charges are expensive. So it is an extra forty-five points a unit. So no big deal. Well, when we I took a javelin land speeder squad, we'll just knock the squad size down, and you'll be able to fit them in. So. Uh, what we're going to do is do, we'll give me that. Let me duplicate these real quick so we can, oops. Technical difficulties. It's all good. And then get rid of this and this. Boom. There we go. That's all we had to do. All right, so now we'll go on. So three terror squads, exactly how he had them. Um, then, where's that other thing? Then I also took a 10-man assault marine squad. The assault marine sergeant has artificer armor. So your chaplain is going to go in here with these assault marines, and so will Conrad Kurz. Okay. Uh, gives him a, a better delivery vehicle, in my opinion. Uh then for elites, I took five Terminators instead of his eight. Um, I basically just scaled the squad down. So it's five Terminators. Three of them have lightning claws. Uh, the sergeant has chain fist and grenade harness. And uh, one other guy has a chain fist. So it's two chain fist, grenade harness, three lightning claw. And they took a dedicated uh, Anvilus dread claw. Okay. Um, then I took a single apothecary with a jump pack, which will go in the assault marine squad with the chaplain and curves. Then I took a single javelin attack speeder with pinnel mount and multi-melta. Then I have a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought uh, with a torso, basically the exact same way how he has it armed. Yeah, it's the same Dreadnought. And then Kurs. So the reason I like this is, let's see, it's got, you got your three drop pods there, the, the Terminator pod, 
and then the dreadnought. So you got five drop pods. So you're going to get three turn one, and then you can either outflank the land speeder or start it on the table. And then what I would do is just start curves on the table with the jump Marines, the um, apothecary and the chaplain, like 99.9% of the time, because him, <laughs> you, you automatically start turn one with a five up cover save, even in the open with terror assault with night Lords. They just get it. Turn one. Yep. It's like, it's, it's not. And what's funny is it's not even night fight. So if you have night vision, you don't ignore it. It just says five, up they get a five up cover save. Yeah. So because he has stealth and shrouded that goes so five up and then it goes four up for stealth and then three up, two up for shrouded. So he's a two up cover save in the open for the entire unit. Plus they're all going to have feel no pain. So it's, you're not going to, you know what I mean? I get it's it. not a big deal. Yeah. You're not going to take very much damage unless they have something that ignores cover like a Typhon or something like that. And then that's got to get up there still. Like it's not, you know, Right, and even then you can spread the guys out and then put curves in the front, and then if you take, like, th like say it hits, like, four guys or something, curves is the closest model, and then he has a four-up invul. So you're still, like, 50-50 on those four wounds. You are you know put a couple wounds on curves and don't really lose anybody. Plus, curves gets feel no pain from the apothecary in the unit, so you may not even take that many wounds, at, you know, on top of it. So you can mitigate a lot of things. Plus, it's not that hard, like, hiding... 13 models, if there's any type of line of sight blocking terrain or something on the table, you could just hide him in it. But if you absolutely have to, you can still deep strike these guys because they have jump packs, if you want. Dig it. So, this, because his original list that he sent me only has four drop pods in it, so he's going to get two. Oh, no, because he's got the veteran tacticals. So he still had five. So this has the same number of pods in it. But he's getting the Terminator's turn one, which is good, and then he's also starting with curves on the board. So, My buddy Nick, he plays Night Lord's Terror Assault, and this is what I gave you. The list that I gave you is very similar to what he runs, and it's it's been effective. So, I, I wouldn't want to play it. <laughs> yeah. The original list, just so he knows, before I change it on the fly, the Terror Squads didn't have... Uh, Volkite Chargers, because we forgot to put them on there, and the uh, Javelin Speeder Squad was three strong instead of only single strong. Yeah. The only problem I could see is him playing against uh, another drop pod army. but Well, or armor. There's not a lot you can do against armor with Terror Assault. You just can't. I mean, you're going to have to hope that those... Uh, uh, the Leviathan and the uh, Terminators in close combat pull, like crazy shit out of their ass and like murder tons of stuff like punch way above their weight in the killing vehicle department or even i mean i know you probably don't want to drop the leviathan but drop a leviathan for two quarters like that would probably be a little bit then you're getting two drop pods but that'd make you mean you have to buy another drop pod and a couple cal Calth box. Yeah. Uh, it's just rough with Terror Assault. We went over this. It's just one of those things. It's like the way the meta is gone in the game and then the Meltagate thing and people running more and more tanks. You got a rough way to go. Yeah. No. My buddy Nick has switched from Terror Assault over to just Drop Assault. So he doesn't... Because the problem is you have to... Terror Squads are pretty expensive and you got to run three. Yep. So you're starting in a big hole of not having any, you know, anti-tank right off the bat. So what he's done is essentially switched over to drop 
just a, an orbital assault list um, or runs Pride of the Legion and runs a lot of Terminators and Veterans and then just buys Dreadclaws and Charybdises for him, which does the same thing. He does either either or. Gotcha. But if you go that route, you're not locked into having to run that many terror squads and you can put some more anti-tank shit in your army. So, no, anyway. I feel it. I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm reading that last list real quick. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. I played against... Uh, and a terror assault squad with his awesome dude named Michael. It was out of Austin, and uh, I felt really bad running a bunch of dreadnoughts because <laughs> <laughs> once I killed his dreadnoughts, it was over from there. So, all right, dude. Guess next list. Next list on the list is gonna be Mr. Ben Porter's list. Got to do Ben's right. Got to do Mr. Ben. At the beginning of the store of the show, you hear a sweet, sweet. Opening. That's Mr. Ben Porter. Ben Porter Photography. I don't know. I got a bone to pick with him over this list, by the way, that we'll get into, but I give him a pass because he's awesome and he did our intro and outro. (laughs) So Ben says, hey guys, hope you're enjoying your new intro. It's great fun making those things. Yes, Ben, we are enjoying our new intro and we will continue to keep going to you to make new intros. I was wondering whether you could use your collective knowledge to give me your take on how I might progress a recent 1,000-point Wars project. <sighs> Sorry, Ben. You're not boring. I woke up early. <laughs> a recent 1,000-point Wars project I completed for the Horse Heresy Doubles Weekend at Warhammer World on January 28th, 29th. Uh, I completed for the Horse Heresy Doubles Weekend. Okay. The Force Organization chart for the event only requires one compulsory troop choice, so at present, the collection for the army starts as the following. One HQ model, it's got a Power Fist Pasm Pistol, one Apothecary with Bolt Pistol and Chainsword, 19 Tactical Marines with Bolters, one Sergeant with a Power Fist, one Leviathan Dreadnought with Flamers, Phosphex, and Magnetized Storm Cannons, times two, Death Blossom, one Leviathan Dreadnought with Flamers, Phosphex, and Magnetized Siege Drill, and Siege Claw. I'm looking to bump this lot up to 2,000 points at some stage. What do you think would be the right path? Obviously, I'll need another troop choice by be that adding a sergeant and breaking down to two squads of 10 dudes and getting rhinos or what have you. I'm hoping to continue using all the models I currently have there, and I'm hoping to avoid using drop pods. They just don't feel very 4th Legion to me. Anyways, thanks in advance, guys. Hit me up. Keep up the great work and on the show. And you guys are the podcast for tactical and strategic advice. Mr. Ben. Thank you, Mr. Ben. What'd you do? So can you guess the can you guess the bone I have to pick with him? The bone. Um is it have to do with his Leviathans. Yes. Do you like is it because one has nope. two close combat weapons and the nope, other nope, has nope. two storm cannons? Nope. Uh, is it the Flamers when he could take nope. Volkite? Well, yes, because of something else that's way more important than all of that. Uh, I don't see what it. is the key thing that makes the Leviathan worth taking? Oh, the, a drop pod. A dreadnought drop pod. Boom. And what did he say that I couldn't put in the army? A drop pod. Okay. So, so he basically said he wants to be Mr. Olympia, but he's a vegan. <laughs> that's what he's telling me. Like... <laughs> Saying, hey, I want to run not one, not one, mind you, but two 
leviathans, <laughs> but you can't put them in drop pods. I'm uh, just saying, man. That's what it is. You've got to give me tools to work with. Ben, I could totally see Iron Warriors using Dreadnought drop pods to get their siege drill leviathan and just so you know ben where we're going i wrote you the list like you wanted there's no drop pods in it but i'm telling you it's what you think i'm ridiculous but what i just said what you're asking me to do is literally coming to me and saying hey i'm a vegan but i want to be a body i want to be a vegan bodybuilder (laughs) you know there's just certain things it's like eh, we do the best we can just saying invest in beans but the other thing that got me was he kept the flamers on him. So not only are they foot slogging, but they're like, like, like as they're like, they're not like, I mean, if you're going to foot slog them, the only long range option that they even get are the, uh, the Volkites because they shoot 30 inches. Every foot slogging Leviathan I've ever seen played died before it did anything. Uh, ben, I've seen them die to Daredeos. Now you've got machine killer vets running around that are going to outflank on your ass. Uh, people will drop pod machine killer vets. I mean, there's so much out there that can kill a Leviathan. So the Leviathan pretty much needs the Alpha Strike. That's where it, that's where it comes into play. That's where it comes into its like its true true nature. Now, don't get me wrong, a Death Blossom is good in itself. A death blood, but it, the minimum range is 24 inch range. It's not, you're going to get killed by. What well, my thing is, you're, and, they're, you're not using them turn one. Cause even if you, you start 24 inches away. Yeah, there's no way they move six and then you shoot 18. So you can't, you can't, it's mathematically impossible for them to be in range or someone's cheating. They've started too close. Yeah. So, Storm storm cannons are only 18 inch range? I thought they were 24. Pretty sure they're 18. Look it up. Oh. Yeah, I think they're 24 inch range. I thought but. the only 24 inch was the grab bombard. Or maybe I'm getting them mixed up. Maybe the grab bombard's 18 and it's and that's and the storm cannon's 24. I thought the storm cannon was 18 and the grab bombard was 24. I got you, fam. We'll get there. Uh, so storm cannons twenty four, grab bombards okay. eighteen. Eighteen. So I got to so, yeah, switch. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you can. So it's a little better than I thought. Thirty inch um, threat range. But still, really kind of needs a drop pod. Just saying, but whatever. I, need, I wrote him a list. I wrote him a list without it. So they need we'll some move. sort of like lumbering charge or like lumbering movement where it's like you can run two d six. Like, if you don't shoot, like, because you're just, like, this giant fucking... Just, like, unloading, right. running. That'd be so cool. So, here, here's what I came up with. So, I got a Siege Breaker with Artificer Armor, uh, Power Fist, uh, Plasma Pistol. Because that's his guy with the Power Fist Plasma Pistol. For sure. Yep. I just thought a Siege, siege Breaker's compulsory. I didn't take a Rite of War, by the way. Um, I just went with just your basic FOC. So I just thought it was fluffy. So Siege Breaker, Artificer Armor, Power Fist, Plaza Pistol. Troops are... I did exactly what he thought I would do and just took his 20-man and split it into 10-mans and rhinos. So it's a 10-man tactical squad with Artificer Armor, Power Fist on the sergeant, and they're in a rhino with a pinnel-mounted multi-melta. 
and then I have a second squad that's exactly the same. Um, for elites, I took uh, an apothecary detachment with a single apothecary that has an augury scanner um, and artificer armor. Um, also for elites, I took a battery of two quad mortars, just a single battery of two, and they're upgraded to have shatter shells and phosphex canister shot. And the apothecary will go with the quad mortars. Um, so it gives them feel no pain, so they're harder to dig out. And also the augury scanner allows them to intercept is the main thing. Um, then I took five uh, cataphracty terminators. Um, there's two power fists, or sorry, three power fists and two chain fists in the unit. And they are in a land raider Phobos. And the land raider has dozer blade armored ceramite. Um, and then I took your two Leviathans. The first one has a Siege Drill, Storm Cannon, Armored Ceramite, Phosphex, and two Flamers. The second one is exactly the same, except of having the Drill. He has the uh, Claw. So basically, I just took your two Close Combat Weapons and your Storm Cannons and just swapped it where each one has one of each. <laughs> um, and then for I the last heavy... And <laughs> for the last heavy support slot, I took a, a Scorpus Whirlwind. So at 2,000, he's got a Scorpus, the two foot-slogging Leviathans, Land Raider with Terminators in it, a small battery of Phosphex quads with an Apothecary in them, and then two 10-man tactical squads and Rhinos rushing forward, and then the Siege Breaker. The Siege Breaker will probably uh, chill back with the quads as well. He's like sits back with the Apothecary and the quads and overlooks the battlefield. And the Siege Breaker in the unit like prevents somebody from taking something piddly like a normal tactical squad and a drop pod or something like that and assaulting those quad mortars and getting rid of them. Like it gives them a little speed bump where you have a little bit of a fighty character in there where you can't just kill them in close combat with some bullshit. Which totally is how people take care of quad mortars. <laughs> right. So, but anyway, this, the list that I wrote is actually only 1965 points. So I left some points in there for upgrades or if you wanted to swap something around. Um, there's a little bit of room to play with it. So, I, like it. I like it. I think it's solid. I mean, there, there's this is pretty similar when we wrote those generic lists for, hey, I own a calf box. What do I do now? Right. It, it's it's basically just that, but Plus instead of that. Yes. And, and the, instead of veterans, they're normal tacticals. Yeah, it's a much faster list than the one he was going to run. Yes. Much faster, much, much quicker. So the idea is in this one to maybe threaten them with the Land Raider and then shoot some of their heavy support shit with the quads to try to maybe get rid of it. Same thing with the Scorpus to try to keep those Leviathans alive before they get in range and do something. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Keep them, keep them busy. Use your photography skills, Ben, to uh, take some pictures of this uh, this army you're building, buddy. I'd like to see some. I always like to see land. To I always like to see Iron Warriors. Uh, Iron Warriors Leviathan. So send that our way. So you ready for the next one? Ready. All right. Thanks for everything you do, Ben. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Don't so, let me give you too much shit on the drop pod thing. I get it. If you don't want to run, you don't want to run. 
He's just looking out for your best interest. I'm just trying to. It's just one of those things you see. You get handcuffed. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I get some emails and I feel like they've tied like both hands and a leg behind my back before I ever get started with the list. With <laughs> like, th- this has to stay. I have to run this. I don't want this, but this has to happen. And I'm like, Jesus, man. Let me just call Forge World and get them to change the rules for me. <laughs> I want destroyers. I want recon marines. Don't write me that list. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. Do it. I'm just gonna send it to Michael. <laughs> I'll be like, it's good, guys. Run it. <laughs> yeah. Looks looks great. Looks great. <laughs> looks great. If you ever get an email, that that's not true. So I don't want to say that because there there have been times that people have sent me lists and I have responded with something like that, but it was true. Like I've, you know what I mean? So I don't want to, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. That's what we're saying. It looks great. If you get an email from us that says, looks great. It's just because we don't want to deal with you. That's a joke. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Immediately correcting yourself. Correcting the record. Well, I didn't want, cause I know I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I know for a fact I've done that before, but I, I honestly meant it. Like your list looks fine. Like here's like, there's people that send me lists that look great. And there's just like, maybe like one glaring thing. And I'm like, man, if you just did this, it would be great. And they're like, yeah. And then they send it back. I'm like, yeah, that looks great. So I didn't want them to like take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. All right. So the next one's a 2150 Death Guard list. Uh, this comes from John Stanford. And actually, John is up in Dallas, man. Uh, this guy just ran an event, dude, like last weekend that I totally regret not going to i i guess i got the dates mixed up and i was like man if i have time i'll go to that and like i totally wasn't doing shit last weekend and i did not go to this event it was only six hours away in dallas man i could have hung out with like john i could have hang out with barth like just all those fucking cool ass dudes all from the baby seals club and everything like that i totally missed out on the event so i i definitely regret that but uh John says, hey guys, I'm working on a killer storm lord for my son's death guard and looking for a killer list to match. That's a cool ass dad, by the way. I tried roughing out one, but not being a marine player, mechanicum here, I think I'm missing out on some opportunities here. Battlescribe gave me the typical fits and I had to sub in a Swell or Auxilla storm lord instead, of, instead so should ask should add five more points there to give me marine shooting. Also, for the Servitor Automata, I couldn't get them rad missile options. At 2,500 points, the only real requirement is a Stormlord, of course, and his 10-man Grave Warden unit. He likes running a Siege Master with Phosphex Mortars and Medusas as well, but not sure how well they mesh in here. We have or can pretty much get anything else, so go wild. Uh, we run a 2,500 points. We run at 2,500 points, but a 2,150 variant for Adepticon would be awesome also. Could use some tips as well for keeping the Stormlord alive, as if it goes up, a lot will go with it. We've had great time hanging with Michael last year at the Alamo and Golers events, so definitely look forward to seeing you both at Stiff 3. Love listening to your podcast. Thanks for all the inspiration. John Stanford. Uh, so first off, we need to touch base on this fucking Stormlord he sent us. So if my dad, like, let me just let me just break this down real quick. So what I'm looking at right now, fellas, John Stanford sent us a picture. And what he's done is he has a, like, a fell blade chassis. I guess that's what it would call it. It's the, is, is like, 
I think it's a glaive. That one part, because it like curves back. Yeah. I think that's a glaive. So, but I don't know. Here's so how awesome this fucking... It's got... It's got... Um, I see... Those are secret weapon, like, fuel tanks on the side, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, secret weapon fuel tanks. And then it's got... The those front... Look like, Actual that looks like, like a Spartan mode. exhaust. I don't. I've never seen a. Is that the Spartan exhaust or is that a Fellblade exhaust? Does it have the same exhaust as a Spartan? I think that's a Fellblade exhaust. Okay. I don't have a Spartan. This fucking nearby. thing's wild though. He's there's a lot of uh, premium bits here and a lot of conversion and a lot of plastic hard work and this fucking thing looks rad, super rad. It's like it's it's not done yet, but Jesus, like it is on its way. Like basically, he's taking a glaive chassis. Uh, he's taken um, Machinators uh, bits, Blood and Skulls Industries fuel tanks. He has the actual Stormlord Vulcan cannon on the front of it. Like he's mashed all these bits together, and he's making a Space Marine Stormlord, like a Space Marine yep. Legion Stormlord. It looks great. Like yep. it's, it's it's not awesome. even done yet. But like, dude, like, do you see that little the where the right behind that Space Marine right there? Where the little uh, the gun emplacement's gonna be? Yep. Like he has that plastic card built around it. If my dad made me that, I could not. I don't like. We, I just live at home. Like I would never move. I'd be like, my dad's building this for me. You know. Yeah. That's super cool. I wish my dad was in the hobby. It's insane. Yeah. It looks great, man. Uh, I'm definitely gonna post these up. People are gonna steal this idea, and then they're gonna want you to make them. They're gonna steal it. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna steal this idea and not be able to do it because they don't have that much conversion skill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Some people, some people do, but not everybody. A lot of people would like. I, I'm intimidated looking at this. I don't think I'm capable of this, and I'm pretty good at converting shit. That's some plastic card work. I like how this That's, one. He's got the, he's got the TFL flag in the background, and he's got a. I know it's a, uh, what do you call it? It's a, it's a tyranid, like, super, like a tyranid monstrous creature, but it looks like one of those old, uh, what are those sharks? Remember they had like arms and they're, Street sharks? It looks like a street shark, like beating up a, a dreadnought in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love street sharks. So anyway, super cool, John. Let's get to the list. Let's get to the list that you worked on. I had to talk about this. It just... So dope. And he's actually already made, like, because he he wasn't too happy with the way that the Macedon looked. So yep. he he did a conversion that was a glaive to Macedon conversion to keep it more in line with the uh with the Macedon. It's can crazy. he convert the can he convert the rules and make one good? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Let's trigger some more people. Um so the list he sent in was a Legion Centurion. You sent a list in? Yeah, it's attached. Oh, fuck, I didn't get his list. Oh. Uh, I see it there. I never downloaded it. I just went off what he said in the description. All right, we'll just read what you got then. I'll see how close okay. you are. Okay. Sorry, John. I just went off. You said that everything everything can go except the Stormlord and the Grave Warden, and he likes these other two things. That's all I went off of. So that's all in his list. Like It's got the Grave Warden in there. It's got the uh, the the Phosphex quad mortars in there. He's got a Tech Marine Covenant. Um, so b- basically, I figure what he's trying to do is he's trying to put the Tech Marines. He's got a, he's got three Tech Marines inside of his list, all with graviton guns, augury scanners, and I bet you they're all riding in the Stormlord. Well, but the augury scanner doesn't work anymore. Not inside the Stormlord, yeah, no, not no more. They it used well, it used to be a gray area. I thought it worked. 
then yeah. Games Workshop said Aura effects no longer work in the latest FAQ. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, but I see what he's trying to do. He's trying to... Well, he is riding around in the Stormlord, fixing it as he goes. This is how Josh plays his Stormlord. But when that sucker goes, everything right. goes. I don't... I'm not a fan, because I... Like, when I... It's... I don't ever kill... Like, I look at it when I kill a super heavy like that. It's like I alpha strike it and it dies. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't ever, like, plink whole points off of it and then leave it rolling around and go, oh, I'll get to you next turn. That That never happens. So... I don't. I personally, not a fan of that tactic. If you watch the latest battle report on Thirty K TV, you'll see. You'll okay. all see. Okay. So anyway, this is what I came up with. Not actually looking at your list. So <laughs> sorry if it's like uh, I can redo it if you want me to. Uh, so I took a Delegatus, um, and he has the took the Reaping Rite of War um, with Artificer Armor and Power Weapon. You can give him whatever power weapon you want. Um, and then I took a siege breaker, and he's just naked, just a naked siege breaker. Um, then I took for troops a ten man tactical squad. Um, the sergeant has artificer armor, death, death shroud, power scythe, and rad grenades, and they're in a rhino with a, a pinnel mounted multi melta. Then for the second troop choice, I took an identical unit. Then for the third troop choice, I took 10 heavy support marines with missile launchers. Um, the sergeant has artificer armor, and they have an augury scanner. And the siege breaker will go in with these dudes to give them all tank hunter. Um, then for elites, I took 10 grave warden terminators. Um just like how he said, I didn't know how they were armed, so I just left them naked. They're, so they're just grenade launcher with uh, power fist. And then I took a for second elite choice. Why are grave wardens elite? They should be heavy. It doesn't matter. I still have the same number of slots. Okay, but whatever. Um. So then for for elites, I took a apothecary detachment with a single apothecary with artificer armor augury scanner. And then, also for elites, I took uh, three um, quad mortars with shatter shells and phosphex. So you can you would put the apothecary with the quad mortars with the augury scanner to give them intercept. Okay, so the plan with that is because you ask about how to protect the stormlord. So the main thing, like I was talking about, people are going to try to alpha strike this thing, and typically they do that with the the go-to method, at least around here, is machine killer vets in a drop pod or a dread claw, something like that. So the thing with that is they have to get out to shoot. So the idea is to have these missile launcher guys and this quad mortar unit that both have augury scanners, and you start them close to the... Stormlord, so if anybody tries to deep strike in on the Stormlord, you immediately get to intercept with either... So if they drop like a uh, Leviathan in a, in a Dreadnought drop pod or something that's armor, you can use the tank hunting crack missiles and then also use the Sunder rounds on the quad mortars to shoot, to try to kill armor that deep strikes in. Or if it's like Terminators and a Charybdis, same thing, to get them out of it. If they just drop guys that immediately have to disembark, like melt the guys in drop pods, you just shoot shoot them with crack missiles or shoot them with intercepting phosphex. That's kind of the plan. 
there's really no other way to get around it unless you run Iron Warriors and put it in reserve and then bring it on with Petarabo turn one, or I guess you could put it in reserve in any other normal army, but waiting till turn two is pretty risky. It's pretty pretty far from this list, though. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So, anyway, the idea is to put the Grave Wardens in the Stormlord because they can shoot all their grenade launchers out, and then when you get close, you can assault out of it with the Grave Wardens and beat the shit out of stuff and or screen it from infantry trying to assault you. And then you use the, like I said, the heavy support team and the quad mortars with intercept to try to kill any alpha striking units. And then you use the, you know, you have to take the two tactical squads to just kind of trottle forward and grab objectives and do things that tacticals do. All day. Tacticals. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty much it. It's it's got all the requirements that you said uh, in there. This is the twenty one fifty version. You said you maybe wanted to go up to twenty five hundred. I figured I would do the twenty one fifty because it's lower points. It's way easier just to take a set list and add a few things in. So with the extra three hundred fifty points, if he really likes Medusas, you could throw, you know, a battery of two Medusas in if you wanted. Um, you could put a um, some like marksman vets in here or something like that, or your own machine killer vets or whatever you like. For sure. For sure. If you need any extra bits to finish that Stormlord, let us know. We will source bits for you. I want to see that sucker at Stiff 3. Oh, the Stormlord, I, I, I don't know, because it looks like he has spots for Sponsons on here. Mm -hmm. yeah, one so spot. I... Yeah, so I armed it with one pair of Sponsons, um, and then it obviously has a hole-mounted Heavy Bolter, and then the Vulcan Mega Bolter, and then that, and then the Marine Crew. So that's all I gave it because you can't give it Armored Ceramite because it's you have to use the 40k entry and it's not available. I wish you could, but you can't. What? You didn't know that? No. Only the Solar Exilla Stormlord can take Armored Ceramite. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's actually in their army list, and so it gets all the 30k options. When you take it as, like, one off the page 10 list of additional ones, it says to use the... You basically just have to use the profiles for 40k, which don't have the Armored Ceramide option. Bummer town, dude. Hmm. Okay. So, single side sponsons and no Armored Ceramide. That's a well, you can't. Alpha strike. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. That. It's not. You can't. Yeah. So that's the. So that's why I put the, uh, the other things in it, to try to try to keep it clear of things like that. Because the, uh, you definitely a machine killer melt a squad. If you don't have something that intercepts, will just take. Like you might as well not even play that thing. You're picking it up, as soon as it lands. Ten four, good advice, dude. Good advice. It's always good to know like how other metas handle a unit you're thinking about taking, so you can know what to look out for. And yeah, machine killer vets is definitely one of them. So, sounds good. Yeah, I dig it, John. Hope that works out for your son, man. And I hope you definitely bring that list to Adepticon or to to Stiff Three. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Well, I thought I thought he said that was Adepticon because he needed a twenty one fifty list. 
Well, he also said he's coming to Stiff Three. Okay. So I hope. Well, that would be a twenty five hundred point list. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put Phosphex on the Medusas. Leave them with their normal shells. They're so much better. The problem is the Phosphex replaces the the Medusa shell. It, if it was an if it was in addition to, I'm fine with it. But the fact that it replaces it and you only have you can only shoot Phosphex, I don't think it's worth giving up the straight ten barrage. Personally, no, it's not worth it because it totally takes it where it can't hurt tanks. Yeah, you want those breacher shells. That, that does not play around. Yeah. So, oh, on this subject, this is a weird spot to put it, but we discovered this. Dark Angel Poison Rounds, the ones you buy for heavy bolters. Yes, sir. Or in addition to, they don't replace. So, so if you roll for them and you get like AP5... No, 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 you can't oh. then switch. You have to declare it before oh. you start rolling dice. But if you, like, say they were in a rhino, like, say you had a squad of a bunch of heavy bolter guys and dudes were in a rhino, I always thought you were fucked because you switched to poison rounds, which have, like, strength two or whatever, but they're yeah. poison two plus. So, you so I just thought... Five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Good to know. Good little tip. Did you learn that this weekend or what? Yeah, my buddy plays uh, Dark Angel. Not this weekend, on our last our last game night that came up because he was i don't i think he was shooting at the rear of a dreadnought and he was all like well can i just switch to my other things and i'm like i don't think you can and we're like i'm like but go ahead and check it and then he pointed it out that it's it says in addition to whatever they can take this good catch man and good tip good tip for everybody so anyway one last list so this is a 2,500-point Death Guard list. Uh, Pride of the Legion from Mr. Mr. Morgan. Don't know how to say your first name. That's why I said Mr. Morgan. He says, hey, guys. I think it's Llewellyn. Does that look right, Llewellyn? Call in call Lou. in, and just That's say your name you. like three times. We're just going to call you Lou. Pronounce it. Like, say it. Like, just call in and do like when you do the computer thing and they tell you in the electronic voice like how to say the word. So just call in and say say your name like three times, really slow, like very enunciated so we can we know how to say it. Hold on, dude. Hold on, I got this. Oh, Michael, I've given him ideas. <laughs> Enter text. Your name. Let's hear it. It's going to be totally wrong. It's Lu- Luelin. Can you hear that? A little bit. So, <laughs> like that. So Llewellyn. Llewellyn. <laughs> Llewellyn. Okay. He's at home with this fucking... He's rubbing his eyes. He's doing the thing when you get pissed and you rub your eyes. You're like, oh, oh these fucking dudes. These uncultured pieces of shit. Shit, fucking hillbillies from America. Well, why does Anne say Varen? Okay, whatever. Let's go over this. Mr. Okay. Morgan. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for reviewing my recent Sons of Horus list. I've made a lot of changes at Ryan's suggestions and won the last game I played. So thanks for the help. It's really made the difference to my list. 
I've been working on my next project, a Death Guard list. I'd like to keep the list fluffy, so I'm trying to include Grave Wardens, Death Shrouds, Vindicators, etc. Have has written a two and a half thousand point list, which we'll see below. I like to include heavy support squads, but I'm not sure how to get most of them out. Besides picking missiles or last cannons and sitting them on the battle backfield. I'd that's how like, they work. So yeah. that's that's what you do with them. <laughs> I'd also like some support squads with chem flamers, but I'm not overly keen on putting them in a rhino, which I is why I left them off the list for now. Also's destroyers look fluffy but seem overcosted. I want to try and include lots of chemical weapons to try and fit the Legion theme. So did you is he is he running reaping? Like did you go reaping with him or oh you went probably the Legion, right? Yes. Because he was talking about like not being stuck in the backfield, man. Just right. Okay. I fixed, I fixed him up. This is aggressive, fucking. Li- this is aggressive. Sweet, I love it. He's gonna, so, he's gonna like it. So his list that he sent in, or what he has available, he's got five death shrouds, melt bombs, rad grenades, one land raider phobos, armored ceramite with frag launchers. In his elite spot, he's got two apothecaries, two quad mortars with shatter shells, two more quad mortars with shatter shells, so four quad mortars. Uh, in his troop section, he's got 13 tactical marines, extra close combo weapon, artificer armor, power scythe, rad grenades, melt bombs, times two. His heavy support, he's got 14 grave wardens, four chain fist, two power scythe. So he took two, two squads of two seven. Two squads of seven, yeah. Two vindicators. Uh, his lord of war choice is Mertarian. So it's just under 2,500. I like, really like the power scythes because I think they look great and it adds a lot of legion flavor. Where possible, I've liked to make my multiple my units in multiples of seven, as this was Mertarian's favorite number in the fluff. Thanks again for your time, guys. Really looking forward to seeing what you'll do with the with this. Ideally, I'd like a little bit of help with this list, and also a three thousand point list. I haven't bought the Death Shroud, Quad Mortars, Grave Warden, or Vindicators yet, so there's room for flexibility. Boom! What'd you do to his list, Ryan? Apparently, this one got a full makeover. You're real lucky, Lou, because uh, Ryan was like excited to like put this list up so it's got his jubblies on a bunch yeah so i went with for hq i took a chaplain in terminator armor with a chain fist and he's in tartaros armor um the re huh i said oh my the reason i did this is because he's going to go so he originally had death shroud with melt bombs I took the melt bombs off of them because of Meltagate, because I don't know where you play. If you're actually following the fact, putting melt bombs on them is a waste because only one guy can use them. And we went over this before on the podcast where I feel the gra- the best supplement to Death Shroud after, if you're not going to use melt bombs is throwing in a Chaplain and Terminator armor with a Chain Fist because he's going to be four, atta- four Chain Fist attacks on the charge with rerolls, which essentially replaces the melt bombs on like five guys. Yeah. It all in one model. Plus, he's allowing all those other five guys to re-roll their attacks as well against infantry. Plus, he makes them fearless, and he causes fear. So it's like the triple win. Let me time out real quick. Let me just time out. If you're listening right now, and you like, can you call the voicemail and let us know if y'all are using the melt bomb FAQ in y'all's area? Say what area you're in and whether or not you're using it, because I'm I'm pretty curious. Anyway, back in, you tag back in. Uh, Sorry. Okay. No more timeout. Okay. 
so so anyway, that's the reason for the chaplain. And I put him in Tartaros armor because Death Shrouder and Tartaros armor, so you still want the ability to sweeping advance and Overwatch. Good call. Because they okay. have the, the flamers. So that's why he's like that. I was confused. So um, so then we'll jump to Mortarian. So Mortarian's in the list. And Mortarian is taking Pride of the Legion. So, so then for troops... The, since you're running Pride of the Legion, the Death Shroud can be taken as troops. So you got five Death Shroud Terminators, and they're just base, so they have sh- uh, scythes and chem hand flamers. So there's chemical weapons for you. Fair enough. For your second, for your second troop choice, I took seven, because he likes the number seven. Seven machine... Oh, also... Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there at the end. It's going to be the big payoff. <laughs> so, so then for... Um, for the second troop's choice, I have seven machine killer vets. Um, six of them have combi meltas, or sorry, five of them have combi meltas. One of them has a melta gun. Um, and the sergeant has artificer armor, uh, power scythe, and they're on a rhino with multi melta. Um, for the third troop choice, I have that exact same squad, or sorry. For the, the third troop choice, I have seven marksman vets, and the marksman vets have five combi flamers and one normal flamer, and then the sergeant has artificer armor, power scythe, and they're also in a rhino with multi-melta. For elites, I have uh, two quad mortars uh, that are upgraded to shatter shells. And then I have another squad of two quad mortars that are upgraded to shatter shells for heavy support. I took a Spartan. So the Spartan is where Mortarian, the death shroud and the chaplain go. So if you put the death shroud, Mortarian and the chaplain together, it adds up to seven like he wants. (laughs) Um, then for heavy support, I took seven grave wardens, uh, two of them have chain fist, and the sergeant has the death shroud power scythe. And then for the second heavy support, or for the third heavy support slot, I took two vindicators. So I had to get rid of one squad of the grave wardens uh, to fit the Spartan in. But it, it prevents you from, like, if you look at your list the way it is now, everything's like foot slogging. Like, you don't, you know what I mean? Like, he's got one Land Raider, and only the Death Shroud fit in it. Mortarian can't fit in it. So Mortarian's on foot, the 14 Grave Wardens are on foot, and the 28 Tacticals are on foot. So you're making it to where they're a little bit more mobile. This is very aggressive. So this has got, you got the two Vindicators rolling forward, you got the Spartan rolling forward, um, you got the Quad Mortars you know, shooting over their heads. You got the grave wardens laying down fire. And then you got the, the, um, the two rhinos going forward with the veterans and then the, you know, the chaplain, all that. Like, I just like this better. I think it, it works better and is going to work way better for you. And the veterans with all the flamers, they have, um, you know, the, you said you wanted the Kim flamer unit. This is putting the Kim flamer unit, but then, making it next level by giving you marksman vets with all the chem flamer. Boom. Very cool unit, dude. That's a very fucking cool unit. 
So you're going to jump out and you got a normal flamer and then six combi flamers, or sorry, five combi flamers and a normal flamer that all have sniper. And then if for whatever reason, once you fire your combi off, or maybe you're just out of range, they blow your rhino up, you, you can still fall back on your sniper bolt guns. All day. So it, it allows you to still have that flamer unit without having to always be right up close and personal. You'll still have those bolter shots too. Very smart, dude. Very smart. I mean, everybody, like, I think it's, you know, no secret how good marksman vets are with uh, with flamers, but, like, taking it next level with uh, with chemical munitions, like, that's fucking... That bad. makes it, it gives them shred? It's yeah. Insane. So they're going to be, yeah. Yeah. Well, I get a lot. Yeah. So, I'm... I'm I'm pretty happy with this. I, I think he'll like this. And it's got, if you look at it too, what's cool is it, it's got a lot of variety in it too. Like it'll, it'll look cool. Like on a display board, if you set it up display wise, it, it'll look neat. Yeah. Dirty up them rhinos. And everything really that you're added, you added is like games workshop stuff. So it's like, not like, Right, other than the Spartan. I don't know if he has a Spartan or not. But And he said he hadn't bought the Grave Wardens yet, so I didn't feel like it was a big deal dropping seven of them because he's not actually purchased them. So yeah. it's not like I'm telling you, hey, you know this like $100 or pounds or whatever you spend on these two squads of Grave Warden to get these extra seven? Yeah, don't use those. <laughs> Instead, use that money to get you a Spartan. Boom. Which will go compliment Matarian pretty well. Right. So he's going to need a ride. Yeah. But I guess, like he said, he wanted a bunch of chemical weapons. What I was getting at is Mortarian has Phosphex bombs. The Grave Wardens obviously shoot chemical stuff. The Veteran Tactical Squads, the one has the chemical flamers. The Death Shroud shoots chemical flamers out of their hand flamers. So really, the only thing that doesn't are the machine killer vets and the quad mortars. If you ever wanted to take this list to 3000, you could throw in a, a siege breaker and then make those, uh, quad mortars, phosphex quad mortars. And then instead of running, uh, well then you couldn't do seven. <laughs> I was going to say you could, uh, drop one of the machine killer vets and buy them a, um, well, you wouldn't have enough heavy support either. Never mind. Scratch all that. But anyway, if you can make those mortars, phosphex somehow, you could take a siege breaker instead of the chaplain if you wanted to. Um, just a normal siege breaker, and then in in power armor, uh, and then upgrade the mortars. But I I think the chaplain's cooler. I, I like it better with the the death shroud and mortarian. Gives you that anti-tank. Yeah, Chaplin, Chaplin all day. Plus, I mean, phos like phosphex quads are kind of yeah. like they're good. Don't they're like one of the best things in the game, but they, <laughs> they grind people's gears. I promise you. Yep, you won't make. Any there was grind. much, much, much of uh, the Michigan event I went to. There was many rumblings of people hating on phosphex quad mortars. No shit, I believe it. So. I believe it. They are rough. They're rough. Not a lot of answers for them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Actually, side side note, in the game I watched today, <laughs> there was a, a unit of quad mortars near the edge of the board, and uh, uh, Josh outflanked with his Stormlord and Thunderblitzed yep. them, and they ran off the table and like died or whatever. And my and Derek, the guy who listens to the the podcast, he goes, he goes, and that's how you take care of quad mortars. A little just the tips for you guys. Just get a yeah. storm lord and I'll flank it. Like simple answer to quad mortars: <laughs> a storm lord. <laughs> so stupid. I was cracking up. So, but back to the list, man. Good list. I like it. Yeah, I think it's cool. Hopefully, just it helps him roll up, roll up in some cool new vehicles, like. I know you wanted to walk forward, but this is much smarter. Agreed. So we got one last thing to do. Now the lists are done. Are you ready to spin the wheel? You hear that? You hear the clicking? I'm going to try not to fuck hand it this time and turn it to read the result and then click it and then not know what direction it clicked and fuck it up. All right, guys. For those so of you first that off, don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, let, me, let me just go ahead. This is going to be the wheel of. I don't know. Do we have a name? I don't think we have a name. You could name. I mean, it's the cult. Like we're gonna send. We talked about last time. We're gonna send someone a cultural exchange pack with all kinds of snacks and goodies in it. So let's call it the, the wheel. Of, let's call it the wheel of grindage. How about that? It's your wheel, so I'm letting you. We're really gonna default to Polly Shore. I love Polly Shore, man. It's the wheel right. of grindage. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Some sweet. Just nuts. to be clear, everybody, he's seen all those movies, but not Willow. <laughs> you can email him at Michael at Warhammer30k.com. So, Stanley, how's your mother? She's really bummed. Can you pass the peas? Sure. Thanks. Mr. Morgan, if you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. If you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grindage. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so if you're listening, this is how it works. On the wheel... We have all the different podcasts, all the 30K podcasts, and uh, we can actually go over them if you want. Do you want to you well, read them off, we Ryan? Need, we need to read them off because it's also uh, people can know these podcasts so they can go listen to them. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to you read them off? Yeah. So, we got the... So, we'll start with Age of Darkness because they're the winners uh, last week. Yes. Or two weeks ago. Last one we gave away. So we're going to leave them on the wheel, but if we land on them again, it's going to count as if it landed on a listener space, which we'll get to that in a minute too. So we have the Age of Darkness podcast, the Sons of Heresy podcast, the Seize the Initiative podcast, the Independent Characters podcast, the, uh, I can't read my own writing. What is it? 30K... What is that? Oh, I don't know what that says. What does this say? Help me out here. 
30k oh 30k, 30K channel. channel david Gaines. yeah i wrote it in a weird way yeah sorry Wait, my bad. brains Gaines or brains it's brains brains damn it what i said i called him Gaines in our interview too david brains yeah i just can't <laughs> Gaines sounds more appropriate than brains but okay no, brain, like brains is so easy to remember I don't. I don't know why. Like my my brain defaults to gains because like it's like well obviously it's name defaults to brain. Like it should default to brain anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, thirty k channel, thirty k channel. <laughs> uh, I have Horus, which they just got one. I guess they did a second one because we didn't have the wheel before we put it on there. So that maybe they'll get lucky and win back to back. Northern Heresy, the Varangian Heresy. The Don't Lose Your Head podcast, the Covenant of Fire podcast, the Combat Face podcast with Kenny. Kenny? Uh, it's the Combat Face podcast, I just like saying, with Kenny afterwards. Uh, the Loaded Dice podcast, the Geno 5-2 podcast, and then we have a last space that is reserved for listener. So, explain to everybody how it works. So check this out, guys. This is how you can get on the wheel. So basically, if it lands on listener, the pool that we pull these listeners from, whenever on Facebook, whenever we have an episode, we share the episode to our Facebook, we share the SoundCloud link. All you have to do to get on this wheel here is to share that link for the last podcast episode. So I think we only have like two people that actually shared the last podcast episode. Yeah. So... You know, there's only like two people that could win at this point. And so now there's two chances because it lands on the uh, Age of Darkness. Age of Darkness. Or if it lands on listener, listener then either one of those can be a listener. So yep. you get some sweet grindage that you can wheeze on. And, yep. uh, <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Basically, we're just going to try and send stuff from our local area. Uh, if you're in a country that, uh, like, if you're in a different country than the U.S., you know, we'll get your address and we'll send you some stuff that you don't have. And Ryan's wife really likes to look that kind of stuff up. So you yep. get some sweet, sweet things that you didn't even know you couldn't have in your country. And then if you're right. in a different state and you're in the United States, we'll find some stuff that our state has that you don't have in your state. You're just going to get some sweet, sweet weird candies and snackage grindage yep so you ready to spin ryan i am ready to spin you look excited i am excited here let me turn my camera here so you can see see that we're officially not cheating okay spinner spinner oh look at that good spin what do we got what do we got boom listener listener we just talked about that <laughs> so so now we have to decide which listener so let me go ahead and see and pull up facebook right now there's only two you said so we can just like flip a coin make that shit easy yeah i know but i gotta hold on hold on hold your horses ryan so since we'll do this on the air right now by the way happy martin luther king day Oh, just turn. It's one one eleven here. Yeah, it's if it's more than, if it's more than uh, two, I have dice here. We can roll dice. I got D twenties. I got my D and D kit of dice here. Okay, so for starters, Ben did share 
share it. So that's one. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on one second. <laughs> what are you giggling about? Nothing. I typed in Radio Free Savannah and like some of our visitor posts pop up. And uh, one of them said, why the fuck? Two Hobbit two weeks in a row? Like all pissed <laughs> off? <laughs> It's not a Hobbit. It's fucking Willow. No, no, they're talking about Forge World. Forge oh, World. <laughs> Hobbit releases. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> ago. I didn't even know they still made that shit. I was like, really? They still make this game? <laughs> it's a good Playoffs. Game. It's a good game. Speaking of which, my team is playing right now and I've been doing this and not looking at the score so I wasn't distracted so I'm going to check the score for the first time and I'm either going to be happy or sad for the last couple minutes of this podcast (laughs) okay so there's three so we've got Ben Porter shared it Kanaha shared it Kanaha shared it and John Pierce the second shared it so three people who's your team Steelers. I know you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. Uh, they won. Congratulations. Let's see what the score was. Happy MLK Day. 18-16. You missed a good game. <laughs> get, now we get to lose next week. Ugh. They can never beat the Patriots. It drives me nuts. You don't know. Texas did pretty good against them today. They held their own for a little bit. But anyway. and then I uh, smoked by like eighteen points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then, then reality. The Patriots hit. were like, "Oh wait, we're the Patriots." Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Tom Brady's like, "Well, I'm warmed up now. <laughs> I could take off this God. compression gear." <laughs> Guys, so good. How could you be that good year after year? Anyway, Adonis. <laughs> anyway, we got three. So we got Ben Porter, Kanaha, and John Pierce the second. That's a D three. Yeah. Let me get my die out here. Hang on. So Ben Ben will be one. Kana will be two. And John Pierce II will be three. Okay, right here. Here's the die. You ready for the roll? Here, let me get it on camera here so you can see. There's no funny business. Where are we at? Can you see that? I see I see it. It is a three on the die, which would be a two. So Kanaha. I will reach out to you, and hopefully we will get you some sweet, sweet stuff. <laughs> so I'm looking at their Facebook. I'm not sure if it's a male or female, uh, but they have a <laughs> they have a piece of toast with Vegemite on it inside of <laughs> on their on their wall. So, uh, so does that mean they're Australian? Maybe? No, I don't think so. New Zealand? I don't know. I I don't know. It says, Vegemite's pretty good. Different but good. Need to compare it. Marmite, definitely full of umani. So we're going to reach out to you, Kana. Like I said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and post this this podcast to our Facebook page. If you share it, it'll get you on that listener listener area that will not close. And I think at this point we're going to do it every, what, two weeks? Sounds fair? Um, Yeah, we can do that. Oh, by the way. When you reach out to them, make sure they don't have any like crazy dietary restrictions. I don't want to send somebody like 
fucking peanuts or shellfish and get somebody killed. So make sure you make a note. Obviously, the podcast people we talk to on a daily basis, so we know we're not going to. But if we're going to send shit to strangers, let's not kill them and get sued. <laughs> You're allergic. I didn't know there was shellfish at Reese's. <laughs> How could I have known that? <laughs> All right. So anyway, guys, that's going to be it. Remember, uh, check out our Facebook page, Radio Free Estevan. Uh, catch us on Reddit. I'm on there quite a bit. Uh, call our voicemail. It's 209 209- RFI 30K0, Michael at Warhammer30K.com, Ryan at Warhammer30K.com. Those are our emails. Um, I don't got anything. Just, I'm I'm done. Don't don't trade on Warhammer USA f- forum with Bill Galinas. That's it. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Dude, did you see how brutal that got? Yeah, I did. It was, it was so sad. funny. Like, everybody was kind of like, ah, blah, blah, blah. And then I... I wanted to say something brutal, but I was like, I don't really want to like, so David Sampson got me going and he was like, we, you should piss on his face on the picture, you know, cause we always used to joke about, send us a picture. We'll piss on somebody's face yes. on, the, on the picture. Yeah. So then I like made a little joke about, you know, his facial hair and then fucking shit spiraled madly out of control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw it got pretty, pretty solid, nasty. That dude, so- that dude, I'm pretty sure screwed me out of $200 at this point. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it except spout his name at the top of. The- Hopefully, he somehow somebody who knows him sends him those. It's sends him uh, like the response because it's pretty fucking funny, especially if he's a con artist. I sent I sent his mom a message, so we'll see how that works out. Telling <laughs> your mom. <laughs> well, the guys from Australia said that they like called some dude's mom, and like they there's like some dude that like fucked a bunch of people out of money, so they called his mom, and his mom like made it all right, like made him make it all right. So I was like, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take good that from job. The well, that's good fucking parenting. <laughs> there's not enough real? of that these days, for real. So. We appreciate you guys. Let me go ahead and kick off to a some sweet music. I'm probably gonna change up the music. Do you have any requests, Ryan? Um, damn, you caught me off guard. Come on, yeah, I must have some music that you like to listen to. Yeah, but I don't know. Let me make a playlist. Okay. Like what? What you want an oldie? Are we just doing it one time? Oh yeah. What do we want? What kind of tone do you want? What do you? What kind of tone do you want to set? And I'll pick something. Chill. Chill chill something that when you turn it off our podcast like when our podcast stops and just keeps on playing and somebody driving their car they can like nice i'm gonna keep listening to this ending song i'm gonna listen to it the whole way through figure it out bathory ring of gold bathory ring of gold that's what y'all are about to hear people here it comes y'all have a good one guys
gods afar High adventures awaits me I hear my brother's calling Spring is here And the ice breaks Clear sky and over sea I will say Where the raven fly On black wings high and free I shall return With a winter Where we 